All right, guys, First 52 will be with you in about 45 minutes. I'm going to give you some music leading up to that. I'll talk to you guys soon. I gotta hit the road and kiss those lips goodbye And obsession with the power getting texts every hour Honey needs my home taking care of a flower Make a move right, keep it warm every night But you see my first love be the one with the mic Yeah, they'll scream in my name, singing my name in the shower She pulls me up after hours Cause you know she can't wait She loves my rap superpowers I'm gonna buy her some flowers She loves my rap superpowers
in Iraq. I mean, what's going on here? And you're saying, and you're saying that this insinuation that I am less Republican because of that?
demons and nutrients to be illegal. In the year 2010, as we don't awaken the sheeple, these globalists are murderous. They're about to look it up. Hold that salamentarius, baby, look it up. They spray you from the sky like roaches. Does it shock you? Don't worry, they got a pill for you. Ask your doctor. Are your legs restless? Are you shy? Forget the side effects. Not that many people die. Genetically modified foods are the bomb. They gave lab rats cancer, but please don't be alarmed. Soon GMO foods will be a staple. The only thing you'll be able to put on your kitchen table. Their own documents have shown. No food shall be grown. And Monsanto don't own. Worldwide, there ain't nowhere to run. Thanks to World Trade Organization and International Monetary Fund. We the people of America.
taking a moment to second guess The Panasonic order on the IRS The Carlisle group and the CFR The Bohemian Grove, another so bizarre The rulers of the world operating in the shadows For oil, throw the leader in the gallows Of the free man, it's land of the fascists Have a little taste every time you pay taxes The facts still remain, slowly see the change Keeping you in line as they tighten up the reins The boogeyman's to blame for global mainframe And they'll kill 80% when we see the end game Such a shame, it won't stop, stop. eyes wide shut Listen close to my words because it's time to wake up It's time to live free or die, die. See through the lines, it's time to save this republic Stand up and rise Have you ever taken a moment to second question? Found yourself entangled in evil deceptions I'll cover the truth to infernal dimension A group of elitists with demonic intentions It's time to pay attention to the world I'm failed with grim details Three simple letters What do they spell? Fuck the new world order We will prevail They call it new world order A design to tame us The global elitists Like pawns they play us I'm not open your eyes Realize the disguise CNN and Fox News Steady spitting out their lies The media's corrupted data what you know No repeaters for reporters Like you 20 below Internet can't be trusted It's one like a tiger If you choose to think freely Then you must be Al-Qaeda From the moment you were born Every step's preconceived uh -huh. You planted in your mind A phony sense of destiny Giving up your freedom Fuck For fake security Got the whole world Trip of RFID Have you ever taken a moment To second question Found yourself entangled In evil deceptions Uncover the truth To infernal dimension A group of elitists With demonic intentions It's time to pay attention To the world unfailed it with grim details Three simple letters What do they spell? Fuck the new world order We will prevail Republican and Democratic presidents alike From Harry Truman to George Bush Said, and it's a phrase that I often use myself That we needed a new world order Order, 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 order. And people better understand That they mean exactly what they're saying It's a new world order they're trying to create They're trying to do so uh, Without approval Or consent government in this country, uh, but despite the popular will, uh, this is a straightforward assault by the elitists in this country, in this country, in this country. Have you ever taken a moment to stand up and fight? Up and for fight. liberty and freedom, bringing darkness to light. Defend the Constitution and the Bill of the Rights. Bill of Make them feel the wrath of God when we stand and unite. Ignite a revolution with noble persistence. Feel the retribution of the global resistance. Divided will fall and get lost in the distance. United will prosper with continued existence. Resist the new world order and the NAU. Checkpoints now, what you gonna do? Microchipping your babies, selling you convenience, exploiting the lazy. Will you stand up for truth or submit to their slavery? Have you ever taken a moment to second question? Found yourself entangled in evil deceptions. Uncover the truth to infernal dimension. A group of elitists with demonic intentions. It's time to pay attention to the world unveiled, hidden in plain sight with grim details. Three simple letters, what do they spell? Fuck the new world order, we will prevail. To second question, found yourself entangled in evil deceptions. I'll cover the truth to infernal dimension. A group of elitists with demonic intentions. It's time to pay attention to the world unveiled, hidden in plain sight with grim details. Three simple letters, what do they spell? Fuck the new world order, we will prevail. The people of the planet are free. You're here with a new day.
Declaration of Independence. A declaration of free people on the planet Earth. We do not want your American Union. We do not want your European Union. We will expose the global crime syndicate. We will expose the new world order.
soon as they ban me from sex, I'm at the sex on the band. Knock up a hot Arabian chick and have a little A-Rap. Put together the first terrorist family band. Call us the camel hopping sand dwellers from a foreign land. I capture my fans in an unmarked van. Jump out in black ski mask and chloroform in my hand. When you wake up, I'm more to board than you for the plans. Like, damn, you must be working for the Taliban. Sending secrets through Osama in Afghanistan. You're like, what part of the Bill of Rights do you not understand? Hello, children, come and follow me. Do exactly as I do and be like I be. If you want to live in a country where your kids are free, sleep and sound in a future free of tyranny. Who grow up always fearing for their own safety. Come on, take a look, get up and see. What's the matter, can't you stand? You got your own two feet. My bad, forgot a gag and batch tied to the seat. Look at us here, how many years in the clear? Nowhere near a nuclear fear. You think we steer far away, but I hear it every day. Down on the subway, stuck on the ground. Looking round for cats, bearded and brown. Carrying rounds of plastics wrapped around. Bound for zero ground. Fuck, they just announced a briefcase was found. Who shit, that'll kill you without a sound. It's getting loud on this train, people going insane. Don't worry, little girl, it's just a game. Hash screams, mommy's name. But mommy's in the same trap. Scratching an anthrax rash, making a mad dash. Mustache rashes, this all happens so fast I'm left with no mask, this nerf gas gets up my ass Turns inside out, now I'm speaking from my rear And got diarrhea of the mouth Hello children, come and follow me Do exactly as I do, and be like I be If you wanna live in a country where your kids are free Sleeping sound in a future free of tyranny Who grow up always fearing for their own safety Come on, take a look, get up and see What's the matter, can't you stand, you got your own two feet My bad, forgot a gag, the bags tied to the seat once upon a time I walked the halls of Congress I was fed up with the bullshit and the lack of progress I took it on myself to try and solve it I was sick of the left and sick of the right So I crept up to the White House on the cover of night Grenade belt on my waist, tech nines by my side Then I saw George Bush, thought it should be by the night So I stuck in his eyes, sliced off the right side Leave only his left rational mind behind You bet that night got sloppy, like blood dripping on the floor While I'm walking the blade through the lobby Every drop represents a dead soldier's body And if you stand up my way, your legs will probably get wobbly, but if you want to be a hero, then just try to stop me, be known in the news as the first guy to arrive, and the last one dead, let's do it, see me alive, hello, children, come and follow me, do exactly as I do, and be like I be, if you want to live in a country where your kids are free, sleeping sound in a future free of tyranny, who grow up always fearing for their own safety, come on, take a look, get up and see, what's the matter, can't you stand, you got your own two feet, my bad, forgot a gag and batch tied to the seat. realities there's no doubt about that they're trying to form a one unified reality but as we start to look towards what we're trying to actually get to and that is liberty freedom justice for all um, 
which is a global cry. We are now knowing it within from all the internet realms that this is a global cry. It doesn't matter if you're in the Netherlands, in Africa, in uh, Peru, or wherever. We're all saying the same thing all over the globe. All over the globe. And so you can't reject anything that comes your way. The universe is trying to speak to you and give you what you need, but you're rejecting it because you think you know what you deserve and what you need, which has all been conditioned and programmed by our culture creators, such as Walt Disney, Monsanto, and everyone else. So the answer to our problem is actually invisible, and it is called synchronicity, but it's an answer that no one can show you. No one can show you. And so now we're asking humanity to have faith in humanity when the Dark Brotherhood is making it so impossible to do so. Because we think all of this is our fault. Because we think all of this is our fault. Because we think all of this is our fault. So we need to find that faith in humanity because listen to all these people that have come out here, every single one of them, a loving, caring, nurturing being that just wants to uplift humanity. Well, that's the majority. Well, that's the majority. Well, that's the majority. Television's telling you the total opposite. Fear those people in a van. Fear, don't go outside. You know, you don't want to be meeting around with people. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And the synchronicities will start to unfold, and then you'll actually believe in miracles. Anything that comes your way, go with it, and, and do it to your fullest. You know, that's my message to the world, because it'll guide you to your soul's purpose. And if you let your light shine, you know, to your fullest, when something comes your way, then it'll magnify and become even more than you ever anticipated. And the best thing is, is that everything's better than you could have ever dreamed it. Everything's better than you could have ever dreamed it. Everything's better than you and I know that's a, a hard message to sell when the BP oil spill, with the uh, volcanoes, with the corruption, with everything that's going down, the police state, you know, all of it. It's hard to tell people to regain their faith in humanity, to forgive the anger that you have for these people that have, have trespassed on you, and to just start seeking the new existence. But we have to. That's what we have to do. We're the voice now. We're the voice now. We're the voice now. Statues of limitations is up, buddy. Only dummies. Take the easy route and call me That's a, a conspiracy. Quote, conspiracy theorist. <laughs> But if you do your research, it is quite possible. Nigga, that's fat, fat. Hey, yo, what happened to that boy Ed? Ed. Ed is dead. Dead. Yeah. Get out of here. He's dead. I just seen Ed yesterday. No, you seen Ed the other day. Get the fuck out of here. Ed is dead. Who met Ed? I don't know, dog. He just, Ed is dead. He just died. Oh, man. He got caught with a knife in his head. It's a shame. I wanted to kill Ed. Did you really? I wanted to do it. Ah. Somebody beat you to it. 
at 7 o'clock on RazRadioLive.com. It's one of America's most popular radio programs. It's the LRWS. Don't believe us. Just ask Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban. People are allowed to be morons. They're allowed to be stupid. They're allowed to think idiotic thoughts. So during your Friday night plans, make sure that you take Lawrence Ross, Thomas Lakeman, and Matt Davis with you. Dumb Florida morons. Make sure you give these guys a call at 941 421 0401. Get off the phone with you, you raggy prick. That number again is 941 421 0401. They're driving me fucking nuts over here, Chief. It's the LRWS. You suck! Each and every Friday evening. On RazRadioLive.com. No way. 
truth No system that can't be broken down by the youth There's no religion with no lies And so I know offering plates to pass on To no God, no white, no black No race exists that hasn't been choked by the slack No vote, no hope, and no lies They want us with no sight, no brain, and no right No friend, no God, no law No guns, no bullets, no justice at all the finest studios where's your studio because like i'm in a studio now it has guitars and some kind of uv light that'll fuck your face up if you look at it and turn it on the smartest most handsome on-air personalities price of liberty is is ugly it's not it's not very pretty you're not very pretty we don't talk about religion so uh, we're actually God's chosen people. So they are the chosen ones. I know this. One, I think yeah. the Christians think that you killed their savior. And we're always respectful to women. When they invent the perfect artificial vagina, you broads are out of business. Lobster dinners, the diamond market—it's all going belly up. <laughs> and smart, well-informed callers. Buzzy, where are you? you sound like you're Creole or some shit. Where do you crawl out of Baton Rouge? What's what the fuck, son? I'm from Iowa. Hey, you better watch your mouth now. Talk about Iowa like that. I'll slap the donkey like. That's the Joe Show, Thursday, 6 to 9, on Raz Radio Live, Salty Talk Radio, and PopRock80s.com. Yeah, yeah. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Are you ready for this? Cause it's the first 52 Listen up if you wanna survive the ride Tune in the truth might change your life The simple power of truth One word rock the nation RazRadioLive.com It's the first 52 Saturday night conspiracy facts It's the first 52 with your host Sean Rack The simple power of truth Join the conversation RazRadioLive.com It's the first 52 The IC's in charge Time to listen up Real talk mixed with music Meant to wake you it's up. The simple power of truth. Join the conversation. RazRadioLive.com. 
It's the first 52. That's your opinion. Bring your facts to Dave. He packs the pain for Toad Jones's name. It's the simple power of truth. Join the conversation. RazRadioLive.com. It's the first 52. Uncensored, uncut, and live. Truth talk with guests that might help you survive. It's the simple power of truth. Join the conversation. See through the lies of the manipulation. It's the first 52. Listen up if you want to survive the ride. Tune in the truth might save your life. The simple power of truth. One word, rock the nation. RazRadioLive.com. It's the first 52. Uh, here we go. It's the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. This is Sean Raz, your host. It is very early on a Saturday night, 9.06 on, what is it, 8-9-2014. Uh, Hope you guys are ready for like a really, really, really loaded show tonight. Um, we have Robbie Martin in the second hour, which I'm really looking forward to talking to him. Um, I know he, him and I share a lot of the same views on things, and uh, it's going to be a great conversation. And I, I think it's just going to go way too fast, honestly. And then uh, in the first hour, one of uh, our Facebook buddies, uh, I believe he's part, you know, part of the Bubba Army and, and the Burke Brigade, uh, Frank, is going to be joining us. Uh, I'll let him put out his last name if you'd like to. Uh, he made a phone call to C-SPAN this week and talked to William Crystal. You don't know who he is. Uh, he's one of the authors of the PNAC document. What's the PNAC document, you say? Well, the PNAC document is pretty much what the plan for 9-11 was. Uh, Project for New American Century... Uh, you can look that up and, and read that document. You can see right in there how they call for a new Pearl Harbor in order to perpetuate the uh, the increase of security in America. Uh, so that'll be very interesting. We'll play the clip for you once he calls in. Uh, we expect him around 9.15. Uh, I've had a very interesting and busy day, uh, you know, f- up early, doing a lot of things, taking cars to get fixed and uh, uh, getting phone calls. That uh, kind of shocked me. I've been dealing with a grandma that uh, uh, can't seem to stay on her feet. Uh, so it, it's been a very uh, exciting and interesting day on my front, at least. So uh, I'm going to try to keep myself calm, collected, and ready to go. Uh, some of the things that have, I've been thinking about a lot, if you haven't noticed on the website, I've got a lot of uh, uh, law enforcement-related things this past week and past two weeks. You know, we, we see way too many things going on with law enforcement. And as I talk about that, guys, I don't always do it. I'm trying to get better at doing it. But when you read an article, make sure you know that there's other sources of this article. There's a website out there. Uh, it's called the National Review. And basically what they do is it's a satire website, but nowhere on their website does it say it's satire. So people are, are, are getting these articles and, and running with them. And it's really not making us look good. Uh, those of you in the truth community, in the, in the freedom movement, in the whatever the hell you want to call it, make sure you're double-checking these. Don't just run with an article, especially uh, from a site that you're not sure about. Uh, this National Review site is doing this over and over. They're doing it on purpose, and, and it really is uh, it really is putting a bad mark on, on uh, those of us out there trying to actually share, actually share truth. Uh, the most recent one they posted... Uh, was uh, that an NYPD uh, police officer killed a baby because he was you know, fighting with the mother. And the story goes that uh, the mother was breastfeeding and he told her not to and she couldn't do that. And um, 
claims that that uh, he assaulted the mother, causing the mother to drop the baby, and the baby died. Well, guess what? It's not a real story. It's satire, and it's been shared uh, way too many times, and people aren't researching what they're looking at. So please make sure. Make sure you're researching this stuff. Make sure it's real. Search the information from it. Countercheck it. Find other places, other sources that have these articles. Uh, and then you can go with it. Try to find a, a local news agency or, 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 you know, I hate to say an MSN, MSNB or uh, a mainstream media site, but, you know, sometimes you ha they'll be there also. So I'm just asking that you guys please, please make sure you're researching this stuff and that, that, that it's real and that it's not fake. Because uh, again, it really just it it hurts what we're trying to do, um, you know. And, and fortunately enough, I'm getting better at that. And somebody sent it to me and said, if this is real, um, you know, we have real problems. And I did some research on it, and it's not real. So again, just make sure you're looking into that. So let's talk about. Then I'll be bringing Dave and Lexi in as soon as I get her into the studio here. I don't. She's taking care of the kid right now, getting him situated. Um, but the phone call I got today. It was uh, rather exciting. It, it's, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I'm 39 years old. I, I started um, very young with children. I had my first child at 19. Um, so that's 20 years ago. He'll be 20 in March. So he calls me today to tell me the great news that he got into school finally. And he got all his, his paperwork in order and, and he's got his... Uh, financial aid taken care of so he'll be able to get ready to to go to school in september and he goes oh yeah by the way you're gonna be a grandpa uh, i'm gonna be a grandpa do you believe that it's it's very shocking to me uh, i was i i'm very happy i'm a little torn inside emotionally right now uh, just because i really was hoping that my son would have a better chance because it's, it's a i know it doesn't mean he doesn't have a good chance and he's he's with the girl the family's supportive and cooperative and, and helping them out, uh, as far as the girl's family. Uh, I just, I was really hoping for a better direction for him. I was hoping he wouldn't have to have some of the struggles that you have when you have a child at that age. So, you know, I love you. I, I wish the best for you and I'll be there for you. I'm not angry about it, but man, really? <laughs> it would have been nice if you waited a little bit longer. So let me bring Dave into the conversation here. Dave, you there? I am here. How about you? How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing <Grandpa>? good. <laughs> oh, I know. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it sucks. That curse works. You know, I hope, you know, because I'm sure your parents were just as, you know, in that same feeling that you are right now. Uh, but the curse works with, I hope your kid does exactly what you did to me. And there you go. Yeah, I know, right? The yeah. curse is hit 19 me. years old. That's what my dad said. He said, oh, look at that. You told him the same thing, and uh, he didn't listen to you either, so maybe now you'll listen to me. <laughs> uh, and how old are you? Um, 39. I'll be 40 in June after the baby's born, so I'll be a grandfather before I even hit 40. Uh, so you there you could uh, you could very easily be a great grandfather by the time you're 60. <laughs> Dave, shut up. <laughs> That's not even funny. And you could be a great great grandfather if you make it to 80. Yeah, well my gra my grandma um she's 83, 85 and uh she's going to be a great grandma, great great grandma. Which is and your son's of, gonna be an uncle at six. I know, isn't that crazy? That's why I was telling him today. He's like, "What do you mean I'm gonna be an uncle?" 
he, he didn't really get it. Um, uh-huh. you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a shocker. Like I said, you know, it's, it's, yeah. I've been a little, you know, I, I even sound it right now. It's all day. I've just, you know, I found out right before noon and, uh, I kind of just went and washed the car and waxed the car to, to keep my mind off of things, which it was hot as hell out there today. Um, uh, but I needed to, it, it really, uh, it really helped me. So are you yeah. excited to talk to Robbie tonight? I am. I'm excited to talk to Robbie. I'm excited to hear about, uh, I forget his first name or, but, uh, you know, I didn't get to hear any of that stuff. I saw it pop up on my Facebook feed uh, during the week, but I didn't listen to it. And I know the guy he's talking about. Like I saw the, I mean, I saw the picture on the video and I'm kind of excited to hear that. Well, of course, uh, I just went to open the show Skype up and it's updating. So Frank, if you're listening, give it a minute. I'm waiting for Skype to do its stupidity. Oh yeah, man. I should have told you that I did the same thing this morning. Um, well, well earlier it, it updated. Should have tipped you off to that. Sorry. It's all right. Well, I just had to restart the computer. I, of course, you know, show night, computer issues happens too. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be logged in here in a second and we'll. You know, in a few months, I'm going to have everything handled. Like I'm going to have all the, all my debt's going to be gone. I still owe close to two, or a little over $2,000. Once that happens, I'm going to buy a new computer. <laughs> I'm going to build you one myself. Well, yeah, I, you know, computers are amazing. Uh, they're great tools. But they're a great pain in the ass a lot too. Um mm-hmm. and I'm I'm dealing as we've said before, I'm dealing with really old stuff, so uh yeah, we'll deal yeah. with it. We'll make it through. Uh one thing I wanted to bring up, and I don't have the article in front of me, but I did read it today. Um how about Mr. uh or Sheriff Grady Judd? Did you see this article uh, about uh what's I going have on? it right here. Yeah. Kinda interesting, isn't it? It kinda sounds it, like it, it kinda sounds like what the federal government does with terrorists. You know, kind of entraps yeah. them and makes them become terrorists. You know, so you know what sucks. I don't like Grady Judd at all. You never have right? because of his stance on a whole bunch of other things. But I was like, the one thing that I gave to him was the was the uh, child sex stuff, and now he's fucking he's he's making that shit up too. Uh, Grady Judd needs to go, and I'm sorry that, that, that I got to say that, but that motherfucker needs to go. Yeah, he's doing exactly what the federal government does. He learned it from them. You know, I mean, yeah. How do you make a terrorist? Well, you supply them with the information they need. You, you coerce them into wanting to do it. You know, maybe they had, you know, some hatred built inside already, but they weren't ready to act. And we've seen, you know, what is it, 25 or 26? Uh, what are we at now on that number? I, I don't even know. Yeah. Far too many. Yeah, way, way too many. I think we played, uh, Napolitano a couple weeks ago talking about. Yeah. And that, and that, that is like years old. That, that, uh, that yeah, thing, that that's clipping. like three, I think at that time we were only at 17 or 18. And no yeah, buzzy uh, real news does not come from Fox, <coughs> my friend. He's being facetious. I know he is. He knows. <laughs> he's starting to start nuts. Uh, another thing, I, I, and I'm not going to harp on this a lot tonight. Uh, I kind of am over the whole thing. Um, and that would be, uh, uh the Middle East, um, and the Israel Gaza situation. Um, you know, I'm just over it all. I really am, uh, what we're seeing going on there, how it's, how it's being portrayed. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just, it needs to stop. All of it in general, just every single part of it needs to stop. So our buddy Frank's on the line here. Let me bring him up. Frank, do I got you there? Hello, Frank. That is the right channel, right? Yeah, that is the right channel. I see him there, but I don't hear him there. 
Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Hello? <laughs> Is that you guys? <clears throat> yes, it's us. All right, that's, don't don't screw with me right now. So what Frank did is I I was on, I, I think I hear him. You there? Huh? Maybe not. All right. Well, what he did this week, and uh, we'll try. Why don't you hang up and try call me back, Frank? Because I'm not here. Uh wait a second. I think I might know what the problem is. Stand oh, tight. Press I'm gonna, a button again. I'm going to play the audio here, and uh, I'll be right with you there, Frank. I got to hook something up. So let's let's play this here. Uh, uh, I heard it. I know what the problem is. I heard is. it. Yeah, I didn't hook the microphone wire into that because I'm using the laptop. Let's play this, and we'll uh, get to him here in a second. Viable. Frank is next in Largo, Florida. Independent caller. Hi, Frank. Good morning. Morning. I have a comment and a question. My comment is this. I was curious about the origins of modern neoconservatism. And oh, I know what it is. Damn it. Are you there, Frank? Yeah, you're going through the wrong thing. Yeah, I can hear you. Hold on for a second. Nobody else can. I'm having massive, uh, I'm using a different computer. <clears throat> can, uh, so let me, uh, just change some things here because I didn't have it set properly. You can hear me though, right? Sure can, Sean. Yeah, he's coming over the, can you hear that, Dave? I do. He's coming over you. the, uh, the, uh, laptop speakers there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you just got to go into tools and options and change the speakers in, in yeah. the, in the in the Skype thing. I think we had this problem before, but we got to get this fixed anyway because we got Robbie coming in. <clears throat> How about now, Frank? Can you hear me? Sure can. There we go. Now we got you. No, oh, sorry about that. Right. So, so oh, what? Okay. What we did, Frank. What Frank did, should I say? Not what we did is uh, he made a very interesting phone call, and he spoke with uh, Bill Crystal. Oh, of course, that's going to play over there now. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Welcome to the screwed up first 52 tonight. We're going to move this. Send me the link and I'll, send me the link and I'll, I'll play it from here. All right. Let me move that over there. I, I still have you though, right, Frank? You sure do. All right. Cool. Um, Dave's going to play it. I just sent it over to him and then we'll talk to you about it. Um, you know, I got to say, you did a really good job. Dave, it's at 17 minutes. It's, it's at. You did a really good job with this phone call, and that's why I wanted to have you on. Uh, why don't you give us a lead into it while Dave gets it ready? Sure. Um, Bill, Bill Crystal, or William Crystal, the, the famous neocon editor of the Weekly Standard, he comes on C-SPAN every couple of months. And the last time he was on, I was like, man, I really got to get that guy. So I decided to start poking around a little bit on the web, and I wanted to find out about the origins of neoconservatism. And I stumbled across a quote from his father, and he said, I'm paraphrasing, but he said something like, the origins of neoconservatism are are rooted in Trotskyism. And I was like, what? And, you know, I checked on it further, and it certainly checks out. Um, the, other, the other founders of neoconservatism, like uh, James Burnham, Max Schechtman, uh, Leo Strauss, uh, Will, Wilmore Kendall, all of these guys have communist and specifically Trotskyist backgrounds. And it's quite shocking to find out that these ultra-conservative republic Republicans are actually rooted in communism. That was their origins. So I, I thought that was shocking, and I thought I could, you know, pin them against the wall with that and, and hopefully shake them up, especially with invoking his um, now-deceased father. So... 
I think I did that a little bit. Yeah, I definitely think you you touched on on a lot of that. Now, neoconservatism. A lot of people, and I'll be honest, you know, I I don't get it a hundred percent. Um, but basically, that, that's what we call the neocons. Um, you know, the guys that just want to have war and, and push war and, 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 you know, make all the money that they can for the military industrial complex is basic, the basic example, as I would put it. Would you agree with that? Yeah, that's, that's basically it. And, um, other people descri- describe, um, like a connection to Israel as well. And, um, yeah, they're, they're basically the, the hawks, the major hawks. And, um, yeah, they're they're pretty bad dudes. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. All right, Dave, you got it ready? I do. Let me know if you hear it. It's in Largo, Florida. Yep. Independent caller. Hi, Frank. Good morning. Morning. I have a comment and a question. My comment is this. I was curious about the origins of modern neoconservatism. And um, in checking things out, I came across some quotes from your father, Irving Crystal, Mr. Crystal, in which he described himself as a neo-Marxist, and a Trotskyist. So that leads to the question, couldn't the modern neoconservative movement, which has until just recently largely taken over the Republican Party, be described as really nothing but a gaggle of displaced, uh, commie Trotskyites hell-bent on plunging the globe into world war? I mean, we've read your Project for a New American Century document, Rebuilding America's Defenses, and every country you have listed there has either been attacked or is under attack like Syria, or is about to be attacked like Iran. The CIA right. is softening them up right now. Okay. All right. Do you want me to play his response? Oh yeah, of course I do. I, I the, and right. I love how how well you handle that call, Frank. Uh, I read through some of your Facebook posts, and you were talking about how you were, uh, you know, you, you went over this and over this in your head, and and I think you even said you wrote some of it down before you did it and practiced. Is that right? Yeah, I, I practiced it on the way to work. You know, because I had been thinking about it for a while, and. Um, you, you don't get that much time when you go on C-SPAN, especially when you're not exactly fawning over their guest. And um, you got to be clear and concise, and uh, you, you, you try to, um, I, you know, essentially go for the heart. You know, like stab them in the in the ideological heart with your question, but and make it a question that they dare not answer. Yeah, and that's exactly what you did. And the best part of it, guys, uh, I'll have Dave tweet it out once we're done playing it here. Um, you have to watch the video. Because his facial expressions say it all as he's answering that, you. That's what I, well, I, while he's listening to the question, I'm watching Crystal's face, right? And he's, he's got the grimace. I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, especially when he brings up his father, right? And I'm, I'm, I can't wait to hear this. And, uh, I'm going to play it right now. Frank, right, let's get a response. Well, that was a document from 2000, a, a very small think tank that I was chairman of. And it, it said where our defenses have slid, uh, terrorism is going to be a threat. And a year later was 9-11. I think we were right, much more right than wrong. Uh, and we now we're letting our defenses slide again. My father was a Trotskyite. He was a very young man in his uh, early 20s. Uh, he was a liberal anti-communist by the mid-late 1940s, or in his, in his mid-20s, uh, and had a very, uh, wrote a lot of things, which I think callers free to read and judge, and then became more, well, became a little more conservative, and the world changed as well. And, became, in a sense, the, I guess, the godfather of neoconservatism in the 1970s, which I think did help uh, change the conservative movement in certain ways, improve it, get it to come to grips with the modern welfare state, um, uh, ended up supporting Reagan in 1980, and I think conservatives have been right about most of these issues. So you don't need to go back to Trotskyism or Marxism or even go back to the 
that far to I think to see where to that far to I think to see where today's conservatives are coming from. And look, we can. I'm happy to debate foreign policy. There's no conspiracy. We've been totally. If we had a conspiracy to do things, as people always allege, we neoconservatives did, we wouldn't have published that document in the in, in whatever it was, September, October 2000, for everyone to for everyone to read. But I'm happy to have people go back and look at that document. I think it stands up pretty well. All right, I got I got a comment. I tell you know I, over the past couple of years I've been actually trying to I, I watch people and I and I try you know seventy five percent of communication is through body language right right so I'm watching this guy and as he's as he's um replying back to him he's he's looking down he's looking to the right he's looking to the left that's indi- indicative of him making shit up right right and then when he then when he gets onto the party line politics he looks straight at the fucking camera. And he's like he's rehearsing it because he knows it word for word. Well, of course and he does. It's like the comedy says, you know, we're right on the issues. Of course you're right on the issues. You're planning the stuff ahead of time, you know? <laughs> um, exactly, exactly. Now, Frank, were you watching this as you did it, or did you get to see it later on, or how'd that go down? I, I saw it later on. I, I try not to, to watch it to be distracted um, because, you know, like I said, you only got maybe a minute, you know, and... And you got to really lay it out. So um, I, after I watched it the first time, and I didn't think really that I had achieved my goal, but the more I watched his body language, and, and other people picked up on it too, you, you could tell that he was bothered by that. And and right after um, you cut off his audio, he's about to say that there's no conspiracy. He had to just throw in the conspiracy label. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and of course there is. Yeah, he said there, there's no conspiracy here. If there was a conspiracy, we wouldn't have, uh, have published that document the year before. <laughs> yeah. And I... And, go ahead. Uh, yeah, it's it's like they they got to lay their plan out so that their minions can follow it. You know, they they got to communicate with each other, so this is what they do. And, and you know, average, you know, Joe Sixpack down the street, he ain't going to go looking up the project for a new American century document rebuilding America's defenses. He isn't going to bother with that, you know. <laughs> but uh, some of us do, and the ones that do uh, get to call them up on C-SPAN and call them out on it. Well, the ones that do are the conspiracy theorists. Come on now. I mean, we know that. That's right. Why don't you tell us, yes. why, why don't you tell us if you can remember off the top of your head what it says on page 50? Well, it said that they wanted to make changes uh, not only in the military, um, they wanted to make the military uh, smaller, more streamlined, and able to strike uh, surgically, but also they wanted to change the Middle East. And they said that, you know, absent uh, catalyzing catastrophic event like a new Pearl Harbor, it's going to take a long time. And then right at the bottom of that page, they started listing the countries that they wanted to see regime change or to take out. And they started with North Korea, but there was also Iraq, Afghanistan, Lebanon, Syria, Libya, and, you know, oh, Iran as well. And, you know, you go right down the list. It's, it's the same thing that uh, General Wesley Clark talked about to um, Amy Goodman on Democracy Now! He said they had a plan, and they wanted these countries uh, to have some regime, re- regime change, and um, it looks like uh, they're well on their way to achieving this. Yeah, they're almost there. I mean... uh uh, what do they need? They need, uh, they got Egypt, they got Libya, they got, they're, they're, they're working on Syria still. Iraq, of course, is, has, uh, spun back into a, a war again, which we don't need. Um, even, even Gaza and, and that surrounding areas around, uh, Israel, uh, that's all part of the, part of the plan here. You know, they need that whole region. And that's why they've destabilized it for so long. 
uh, they, they need control of that region underneath the people that that will follow their their uh, their rules and follow their their uh, narratives. Yeah, it's um it's geopolitical, and um, I think in his book, The Grand Chessboard, um, Zbigniew Brzezinski said that if you want to control the whole whole world, you have to control Eurasia, and that includes everything from Europe through the Middle East all the way to China, and this is a big major chunk of it. And there's one last major chunk left, and that's Iran. Yeah, and that's going to be the hard <laughs> so, one. And they're training their sights on that. And Well, they have been. You know, the CIA, like I said in my phone conversation, was softening them up right now. You know, they're in there. They're doing it. And um, the, the plan is proceeding forward, but people are starting to realize this, I think. I hope so, man. You know, don't forget, uh, Iran's go- or, uh, yeah, Iran's going to have a nuclear weapon next week. How long have we been hearing that now, that Iran's going to have a nuclear weapon next week? You know, it's it's getting old, and it's, it's yeah, and and now of course I, I read something last week that China has the or not China, North Korea has the ability now to launch a rocket and reach us, and and they're just really trying to keep us scared of that region. They they sure are, and and this is part of a plan. They laid it out in their document, and um, you know, Russia has nuclear weapons. Other nations have nuclear weapons. Why, why is that such an issue? You know, well, because of the strategic location of where Iran is. And then, you know, you, you try to talk to, to other people about, you know, look at what they're doing. They're surrounding Russia is what they're doing. They're, they're creating a, a crescent of uh, uh, occupied nations right around Russia. There's so many U.S. bases in that area. You know, this is really setting us up for something big, and it's going to be bigger than just these little skirmishes and proxy wars with Syria and in Afghanistan, I mean, this is just small potatoes. They're they're gearing up for something big, I think. Oh, I'd absolutely have to agree with you. And you know, we we're going to get into a, a flight 17 later on tonight with Robbie. Uh, but there's now a lot of evidence showing that that was actually shot down uh, via Ukrainian military jets. That that's the new thing I've been reading. There's there's apparently bullet holes uh, throughout a lot of the fuselage. Uh, and if that turns out to be true. Uh, Russia's not going to be real happy when they, you know, when that finally hits that that's the truth. Although they are still trying to push the narrative. Yes, that's, that's true. And I, I think Russia knows that. And, um, you know, it's real strange to see, uh, Russia in, in this position where they're actually the ones who are trying to broker peace. And, you know, I'm not a fan of Russia. I'm not a fan of Putin, but he has really been doing stuff to, you know, keep the peace at a at a you know tolerable level uh, lately, when the Obama administration they they just seem hell bent on on going into every single country, and now they're um, pressing force down into Africa. I mean, they've got advisors going through several different uh, nations in Africa. This is this is a, a flex, and it's and it's not soft power. I mean, they're really projecting military might down into the continent of Africa. Oh, yeah, well, you know, think about this. We got this whole Ebola scare, Ebola scare, and, uh, you know, what a great way to, to get into a country, uh, with your military than to say, we're coming to help you. We're going to come and help you and, you know, cordon off these areas and, and be prepared to, to do what needs to be done, you know, to, to help you stop this disease. Well, now we've got our feet, you know, on the ground and, and all, all it'll take is, is, you know, because a lot of the tribes people down there already think this is a conspiracy. I've been reading articles where, you know, they're, they're, they're afraid to go get any kind of treatment or any vaccines because they, it's happened to them before where they've, they've had people come in and vaccinate them and they all end up getting sick. 
Uh, so that's true. Yeah, like the UN and um, yeah, they all they need is a toehold, and then they can make up excuses as they go along to increase the toehold, bring in more people, and and yeah, funny how this Ebola thing started just after the past couple of years when we started putting uh, more military. Now we have Africom uh, based out of Libya, and it's. It's um, once again, it's really getting bad. Yeah, and, and Africa is full of resources. I mean, people just think of diamonds when they think of Africa, but there is so much in Africa that we would want. Or are yes, you know, lithium, like, uranium, uh, all sorts of, of different type of uh, industrial materials, interior, materials you need for war and communications. It's all there, and it's there's a lot of it. Yeah, there it's is. Huge. Go ahead, Dave. Well, I was just going to say he mentioned uranium. That's where the yellow cake comes from. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> They've got yellow cake there. We gotta go get them. Right, what's that? What's that woman? Uh, was a plane when she got uh, outed by Skippy uh, Sc- uh, Scooter Libby? Oh, uh, uh, Valerie Plume. Oh, Valerie, Valerie Plume. Plume. Right. right. And then her husband is the one that you know that. Uh, <sighs> what? What? I, I can't remember because that that, that documentary. Wilson that, was his name. I don't remember, but I just remember that movie pissed me off to no end. Which movie? Because I didn't see it. You know, I don't watch a lot of movies. Yeah, it was actually, it was a movie with, uh, real people. It wasn't a documentary. And, uh, and then I watched the documentary about it. And the movie was actually pretty similar. And, uh, it's with Sean Penn and I forget the other lady. But, uh, you know, uh, the guy outs a CIA asset. I think up to 70 people were killed in Africa because she got outed. And Scooter Libby gets, you know, uh, what's it, um, he got off. <laughs> Imagine that. Just walking yeah, away. Commuted sentence, yeah, from Bush. Yeah. The <laughs> sentence got commuted. Uh, are you ready for another Bush in office? <laughs> Not hardly. <laughs> it's going to happen. Um, you, you know, C-SPAN is um, a unique platform because it's nationwide, and some really big guests get on there. Uh, Crystal's one of them, but uh, Paul Krugman goes on about twice a year. And I was able to get him last year, uh, catch him in a lie, and, and actually get him to call me stupid. And you can check that out on my YouTube video. Paul Krugman called me stupid and lied to me on C-SPAN because I, I call him out on uh, John Maynard Keynes, his um, uh, economic uh, godfather, as it were, the guy who came up with Keynesian economics. He he was a top eugenist in England over there. He even ran the treasury for the Eugenics Society of Cambridge, and he gave this famous speech that I asked Paul Krugman about, if he had heard about it, called the Galton Speech. It was called um, Some Economic Consequences of a Declining Population, in which he agreed with the Malthusians in the audience that, yeah, the population needs to decline, but let's not do it so fast so that we don't suffer economic consequences from it. So... Um, you get you get guys like him on there, and um, I called up Bernie Sanders and got him to lie lie to me, and uh, I got one I'm saving in my pocket with uh, Barney Frank, but I'm going to hold on to that one for a little while longer until I can get another conservative on there like um, Grover Norquist or someone like that. Oh, so you're a regular C-SPAN caller, it sounds like. I didn't realize that. Now I'm going to watch well, C-SPAN watch to see it. if I can get yeah, you. Yeah, I watch it quite a lot. It is a very interesting uh, channel, and, and I mean, last... Last Friday, they even had Richard Gage on for 45 minutes or something like that, uh, talking yeah, about... he did a great job. He was a little stiff, but he was, I mean, I really couldn't, he, he did He did wonderfully. I mean, hopefully people will check out his information. But, but then the very next day, they had Kurt 
Eichenwald on there from Newsweek who recently wrote an article about how conspiracy theories and theorists are dangerous for America. And unfortunately, not any of the callers were able to, to call in and knock him off his pedestal because he was using, you know, same old um, uh, sand-in-the-face tactics and, you know, muddying the waters with kooky conspiracy theories. Uh, he didn't mention the alien-reptile angle, but it was he almost did. And um, I wanted to call in them, but I was like, man, i got to wait because I know Crystal's coming up soon. And sure enough, a few days later, he was on. And um, once you call C-SPAN, then you, they don't want you to call for another 30 days. So you got to make sure it's a big fish when you go in. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, uh, even even other radio shows we all listen to, you know, they have a hot list of numbers that, you know, if they see that number on the caller ID, they may not necessarily put you through. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that, that kind of stinks that they regulate it that way, but I guess I can get it a little bit why they do that. Uh, they don't want the same guys calling all the time. Uh, and, sure. uh, you know, how would people, fo- what's your YouTube channel name? It's called Nut Twigger, N-U-T, and then a space, and then T-W-I-G-G-E-R, Nut Twigger. Nut Twigger, Okay. Yeah, well, uh, we're going to keep an eye on that, and, uh, you know, uh, you did a great job there, and I wish I would have known you did more, because I would have checked out some of your other ones, which I will go do now. Um, yeah, do, does he have, do you have a Twitter handle? No, I don't. I'm not on Twitter. I'm just on uh, Facebook. Yeah, I didn't All put right. out your Facebook name, because I didn't. Uh, that's up to you if you want to put your last name well, out that's there. okay. Frank, Frank Hobson, H-O-P-S-O-N. Feel free to friend me, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, uh, I'll talk to you, um, and, uh, yeah, sure, it, that's okay. I don't mind people getting in touch with me. Well, the, the reason why I'm asking is because I, I really don't like watching C-SPAN because it makes me want to throw shit at the TV. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if you were to, like, if you were to tweet out, hey, I'm on hold, I, I'll run to the TV, you know? I so, got you. Uh, maybe you should maybe really think about getting a Twitter handle. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll have to work on that. Just match it to your, uh, your, uh, YouTube channel. Just be Nut Twigger on, uh, on Facebook. Or, I mean, on Twitter. Right. And then, and That's then you can attach idea, it. Actually. And then you can attach it to your Facebook account. So you, you can actually say, hey, I'm going to be on C-SPAN in five minutes. And then it'll actually pop up on your Facebook as well. Yeah. You can, you can sync them up. I'm, I'm getting the hang of this technology, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be 49 in a couple of weeks. And, um, you know, it's all of this stuff is, um, I've been plunged into it the past eight years, but I'm, I'm starting to get a handle on it. <laughs> Are you a grandpa yet? <laughs> no, not yet. I got a, I got a stepdaughter who's about to turn 14 and oh. that's about, um, as close as I am to being a grandparent right now. I still got a few years to go. Well, lucky you, cause I'm turning one before I turn 40. <laughs> yeah, I was hearing that. That's, uh, that's, um, that's a real cool story. Um, I hope I hope everything works out for your son. It seems like it's going to. He's got good people behind him, and uh, my other little ones here waving at Dave in the camera right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So anytime you got something, and you know, man, maybe you should really consider putting together a show or something, even if it's just an hour a week. Uh, you know, I got space. If you ever want to do it, let me know. Oh, I appreciate that. Okay. Um, sure. Uh, we can get in touch and. Uh... I, I have a good friend, uh, Chris Steiner. He he would be uh, uh, great to have on the show as well because he's even more versed in this stuff than I am. But, you know, ever since 2008, I've been steeped in it. And, um, you know, it, it, it started real simply. You know, I started reading Greg Palace, Armed Madhouse, and then I, I watched a, a couple of documentaries 
And then um, someone told me about Zeitgeist, and I saw that. But, you know, I, I was still like, man, I think this stuff goes deeper. And then um, I stumbled across Endgame. And mm-hmm. that's when everything just opened up. Yeah, Terrace. Well, you, know, you guys saw that documentary. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. My my first, yeah. uh, what really got me on the track because I didn't really get into it till '09 after my youngest son was born, and uh, it was it was uh, Obama Deception is what got me oh, really wow. into it. And I watched Obama Deception probably thirty times in one week. And I, Lexi loved. I wish she was here to tell the story because she tells it better than I do. I had a, a legal size yellow notepad. And every time I'd watch it, I'd just start taking, I wish I still had that notepad. I'd just start taking notes. And I literally filled up an entire legal size notepad in a week and a half of watching Obama Deception. Um, because I was just so, I'll be honest, it was kind of racist of me that drove me into this whole thing, which actually killed my racism, the little bit I had. Um, because I thought, you know, oh, we got a black president, this is horrible, we're going to go down, blah, blah. And then as I learned more and more and more and realized about the New World Order and and um you know how they, the the global elite control our thought patterns and everything uh and then the next one i i watched and lexi thought it was crazy with that one but then she lived in england uh for 3 or 4 years and uh mm-hmm. she was uh just left right when the 77 bombings happened and when they got in in, in terror storm they get into the 77 bombings uh yeah. and and the, the the drills and she watched that one and that's what finally brought her around uh, so it's amazing how, you know, people look at guys like Alex Jones, which I don't watch and listen to him as much as I used to, just because after so long, it's, it's, you get a lot of the same things over and over. Um, so I kind of worked away from him. But, you know, he really is, you know, has brought most of us to light. And I didn't know you were friends with Steiner. I've had Chris on here before. I've, I've met him in person. Um, really good guy. So yeah, I, I, I didn't know, I wasn't aware you guys were close. Yeah, um, we kind of tag team on um, the uh, local call-in shows around here sometimes, and um, it, it'd be nice if I had some people to tag team with me on um, on C-SPAN because sometimes when you call in, you get a dog pile going. You know, it's it's amazing how many people know what we know that call into C-SPAN, and when you hear a call like that come in, you like, you know, your head snaps around and you're and you're watching it and you're like, yeah, that guy knows, and and that's why. Ever since about 2008, I started to see a turn in the amount of people knowing what's really going on, that are aware that a, a global government is trying to be formed. And I, I just met a – I work at a dental office, and I met an older couple, and they came in, and, and we were, you know, doing some treatment for them. And we started talking, and, and sure enough, they knew about the one-world government, and they knew – how much this border crisis was helping to set this up, you know, and they, they could understand that. So I have heart that not only are we reaching a tipping point, I think we've passed the tipping point. I think it's just going to start growing and building and, and further and further, just like the last um, stages of the Bush administration, the, the, the um, objectives of this administration are just going to stall because people are going to cry out and say no, just like last year, Tomahawk missiles were about to fire into Syria, but it got stopped because of massive public outcry. People are done with it. And I, I think that we have a real good chance of holding things off for quite some time. I, I don't think we'll ever get rid of them, but uh, we can at least hold them off. I'd have, sure to, of I'd have to agree with you, and I really think that's why um, 
we're seeing this rampant uh, increase in the in the police state here in America. I mean, these these stories I'm seeing, and it's every single day. There's there's five, six, seven, eight, nine stories uh, about you know how the police have become uh, over aggressive. You know, they're getting on people for recording. You got a uh, um, uh, Bill O'Reilly demonizing cop block because they you know keep police accountable, which I'm going to play that yeah. later on tonight too. Uh, so it's just. It, it does need to stop, um, and it, it's just getting out of hand, and, that, and that's how they're going to try to to, uh, to 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 stop us, those of us that know what's going on. And that's why I get mad with Dave when he, you know, he, he, Dave hates the cops, and he'll straight up say that. But I get mad at that because these guys need to be educated about this as well, because we need them on our side. We need them to go. Wait a second, you know, this is not right. I got to protect my family and these these other civilians. You know, so that's why I hate say I hate cops because I, I I think we can get them to realize all this information, and, and there are cops out there that know it. I mean, Eric uh, Erickson uh, er, Erickson Harrell, uh, I had him on. He was the officer arrested in Miami um, for protesting, and he didn't tell them he was a cop until they found his gun. You know, after they already handcuffed him, uh, so. It, it, we need to get to them, and he tries to get to his fellow officers, but it's not easy. No, it's not. It's 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 the system. It's it's not the cops that are in the system. It's the system itself. And then once you can reach them, and hopefully they'll be able to reach you know their their buddies on the force, we can see a lot of this stuff stop, and we can see a lot of you know what they've been doing come to a halt. You know, once the information gets out there, everyone. It becomes all pervasive, and everyone can start acting accordingly, you know. And then uh, once that happens, then, then really they've lost, and they're going to have to wait a long time for for that to come back around again. I, I would have to agree with you. I, I think uh, I think they thought they were going to win with Vietnam, and the pushback they had with the protesting and, and how the American people really stood up against Vietnam, uh, I think they thought they were going to get their new world order at that point in time. Because uh, if you remember, it was a, uh, I, I think it was a 50-year plan was what they had starting in at the late 40s. So they really thought they'd be done and in complete control of the world at this point in time. And unfortunately for them, you know, we've been able to really, you know, the American people, the, the people of the world, have been able to push back and, and slow them down to where, or maybe it was a 25-year plan and they're at 50 now, whatever. I forget what it was exactly. But uh, I, I really do believe that we have had an impact. I don't mean me and you. I mean all of us have really had right. an impact on on slowing this thing down, and that's what we need to keep doing. That's why we do this show. You think I want to spend my Saturday night, you know, sitting in front of a bunch of computers talking to people I can't even see? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I, I do it for my children. I do it for my, the people I love and and for humanity. You know, this is not American uh, for me. This is this is humanity for me. And that's why I oh, get it's so, global, all right, yeah. Yeah, and that's why I get so mad at all these different things. You know, I've lost a lot of friends over the past month because of my stance on the whole Israel Gaza thing. And it's not because I hate Jews; it's because I hate the government that that's run over there. You know, you the, the people of Palestine and the people of Israel are both held captive by their respective controllers. Um, you know, if you search for it, Hamas was created by Israel, yep. and their main purpose was to create the or to stop the creation of a Palestinian state. 
They were the counterbalance to the PLO. Mm-hmm. Are, are they working in the best interest of the Palestinians? No. Nope. And, and neither is the Israeli government working in the best interests of the Israeli people. I stand with the peace-loving people of Palestine and Israel, but I do not like the people that are calling the shots and that are, are continuing this, this horrible slaughter, this tragic slaughter that really needs to stop and doesn't even have to be. I agree with you. And, you know, God forbid, you know, we can sit here and bash the U.S. government and President Obama all we want. But once you put that I word out there, you're, you know, you're, that's it. You're, you're done. Everybody hates you. You know, so yeah. it's the biggest You're an anti-Semite. Problem. Yeah, you know, that's exactly what you get. And I, like I said, I've lost a lot of followers over the past month or so. Uh, and I, uh, it's a sin. And I hope that everybody realizes that that is the, the fact, you know, that, that it is the government. It's not, it's not the people. But unfortunately, I read this great article about that whole conflict over there, and it was written by a rabbi, and he was talking about how, uh, just like here, we become nationalized. We, 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 we are here for the state, for the country, and we forget about everything else, and that's what's happened to the Israeli people, is they, they've become nationalized, and they're, they're, it's all about the state, and they forget about the religious end of it. They forget about their religion, which is supposed to be one of the most peaceful religions out there. So hopefully that can stop soon. Frank, I want to thank you for taking the time. Everybody check out his uh, YouTube, Nut Twigger. Uh, check out his calls, and we'll, you know, we'll have to play some more of them as I get to go through them all. Uh, and maybe we'll have you on again in the future. Tell Chris I said hi. And, again, if you guys want to put a show. Oh, go ahead, Dave. Uh, yeah. They live close to me. Um, if, they are, if they're interested, him or Chris or the both of them, they're interested. They can come to my house. And, you know, I have two mics. They can have at it. You know, I'm uh, I'm off of Hillsborough, like a mile and a half away from the Oldsmar border, Pinellas Hillsborough border. Oh wow, guys, that's great. Me and Chris had a well, Chris had a radio show back in 2009 called Liberation Station that he had on WTAN down here, and every once in a while I'd go in there and um, uh, guest with him and uh, call in on his show and. Yeah, sure. That sounds great, guys. And hey, I really appreciate you both having me on, Sean. I really appreciate you taking notice, and um, thank you so much. It was it was really enjoyable talking to you, to both of you, gentlemen. Yeah, you too, man. I appreciate it. You have a great evening. Now we'll talk to you again soon. All right, man. Take it easy. Peace. There we go. See that it's Americans standing American. up, you know, for for what's right, for what they believe in, and pointing out the craziness that's going out there, and that's what we need to do. That's what this comes down to. That's your only way. I love way. that he did that on C-SPAN. That was awesome. Oh, uh, again, I don't watch that shit all that often, but I'll I'll, I'll start to watch it now, waiting for him. Uh, yeah, I uh, I I I wish I could put it on more often. I'm gonna need to get a small TV that I can leave it on in the corner because, uh, you know, getting Lexi to sit down in front of that with everything else I put in front of her on a regular basis. You know, you gotta remember, I drive for stinking nuts sometimes. A poor, you know, she believes 90% of what we talk about, but she just doesn't want to engulf herself in it like I do. And I don't blame her. You know, somebody needs to stay semi-sane in the household, I guess. <laughs> you know? Semi. <laughs> semi. Uh, yeah, so guys, do that. Get out there. Call. You know, make it, make it an issue. Uh, you know, get, get people to, to respond to to this stuff, you know, and he did a great job. And he knows his shit, man. He, you know, he was he had times, dates, books. That was nice. I was I was I was good to hear. I can't wait to actually go check my tweet out and uh, listen to it again without being on air, <laughs> where you can actually like slow it down and listen section by section. Uh, here we hey, go. You know, 
Who who that? Who that? We asked Buzzy. Oh. Yeah, what's your answer to uh, Gaza Strip? What's my answer? Yeah, how, how are you, you going to solve this problem? Well, I can't solve it, Buzzy. I think well, the... You can't, but well, if you could, how would you solve it? I think my personal belief would be to go back to the, and I put this on your post the other day, and I put a joke on there also, but the best way to do it is to go back to the original 1946 agreement on the land space. Oh. Okay. That would be the, that would be this, that's all they want, that's all the Palestinians want also, is, is to return back to the original agreement that was made back in 46 when, when Israel was given that territory. So you say take the territory away from Israel? Go back to the original agreement that they made when they got the territory. That's what I'm saying, yes. So you're basically saying, too, that if Mexico was doing that to us down there in Texas and Arizona and Mexico, that we should give them back. If it was to that level, then maybe we should. I mean, keep in mind, that was their territory. We went and took it. They don't seem to want it back, so, you know. We've been in all over the world... And that's the spoils of war. You win, you keep it. Well, war sucks, and we shouldn't be living life with war. Yes, but uh, as far as Israel, I'm not even looking at the religious. I care less, because I'm not Jewish, or I'm not whatever. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on a second, Buzzy. Wait a minute, Buzzy. That's all the conflict in the Middle East is all about, is about religion. So you, you, you have to, you can't dismiss it. I'm about uh, the country protecting itself and the citizens out of Israel would just think, okay, we quit. We're no longer going to bomb ever again. We want to be friends. You think uh, Hamas is going to allow that? Well, all right, so, all right, so let me, let me. They want to kill the Christians. Go ahead, Let Dave. me field this one, Sean. Go ahead. All right, so let's use the United States-Mexican thing, all right? So let's say that Mexico started lobbing, um, they used a, one of those, what are you, trebuchets, whatever the fuck that is, catapults, and they started lobbing over concrete, quote-unquote, missiles over the border, and they wanted their stuff back, and they wanted to move. We would we would respond back with um, arms, right? We would start sending they, shit over, right? They, they, they do this now. They do lob rocks over at our border guards. They have fired across the border. At least well, that's I, what we're being told. I know Dave doesn't believe in that. Um, but, see, Buzzy, here's the issue, all right? Here's the way I look at it. I had a point. I can't remember. Both <laughs> sides. First of all, everybody keeps going to Hamas. And and Frank made a great point. Hamas was, just like Al-Qaeda was, financed and trained and basically created by the U.S. government. Hamas was basically created by the Israeli government in order to remove the PLO. Now, that's in the history books. You can You can look that up and see that. And it was used as an arm. To destabilize, I yeah, I know that. Well, so, so you, you and it backfired on them, didn't it? Because uh, the Hamas was actually thinking way back when they was formed by Israel that okay, we're going to play along with this game, but when time comes, we're going to wipe out them Jews and the Christians because they're they're Muslims. What's Bible your Muslims. good? What's your thought pattern on Al Qaeda? Do you do you believe the government? story of Al-Qaeda, or do you believe the conspiracy end of Al-Qaeda? I believe uh, we probably uh, created Al-Qaeda. All right, so are we getting, are, are we getting, uh, are we getting, uh, you know, bit in the ass by that, or are they just doing what we're telling them to do still today, just like with ISIS? Uh, 
fast, possibly they are doing what we we are funding them the way I understand them from a while back. Uh, we started to fund them where I'm trying to think to go against somebody else. <laughs> I, I, I agree, Sean. America government is evil. I do not like our government whatsoever. All governments of every country, when it comes right down to it, they lie to their people. They try to control their people. Yeah. And what's but the... I also agree with, like, say, Israel. They have the, the people have the right to, to live and not be annihilated. Yeah, but they keep, uh, hold on a second, but the, is, the, the people in Israel keep moving out and, and taking over the Palestinians' land. It's not, they didn't but, stop when they drew the borders in, what, 1946? Yeah. They, they just keep going. Israel offered to give a lot of that land back. Yeah, but no, that wasn't good enough. Apparently not. <laughs> Well, they, they, they offered to give Gaza back to Egypt, and Egypt doesn't want it, which doesn't make sense. Give it to the people that live there and let them run it. But uh, then again, they insert this this terrorist organization to cause destabilization. Oh, my fight. I'm not against the Palestinians at all. The well, Palestinians, all they want is peace, but Hamas is not uh, allowing them. Well, that's, that's, have... that's 15,000 people out of 1.5 million. Yes, exactly. And uh, fifteen thousand has uh, more weapons and guns yeah, than guess, one point five. You got to wonder where they get them from. But Buzzy, I got a guest guest coming up in two minutes here. I got to take a break before him. I appreciate you calling and having a civilized discussion about this. That was very, uh, okay. that was very we'll, good we'll, one. We'll still agree to disagree and uh, shalom, my friend. <laughs> All right, brother. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Oh, Buzzy, I love you, man. I hope I hope this this thing can figure itself out one day, so we don't have to continue to do this all the time. So we're going to take a break, Dave. You ready for that? Oh yes. Yeah. So oh, one thing I want to say. What's that? Is that um I didn't get the echo on the mum on the uh, Skype. Well, that's good. That we're on a different computer, so maybe it was the sound card on the other computer that Who was knows? causing but the anyway, issue. So take a break and let's get uh Robbie Martin on. Alrighty, we'll do that. I got Dave muted out, and we are going to take a break, guys. We will be back with you in a matter of a few minutes with Robbie Martin. Look at my crayon. Hold on. What am I supposed to say? What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's your name again? Sean Ryan. Four Toad and Lexi. Oh, I meant to Four Toad. Sure. Poor oh. Dave. Dave. <laughs> Hey, it's always great to be on the first 52 with Sean Raz for Toad and Lexi. You know, I, that sounds like shit. What am I, give me a script here. Come on. I can't do this. You're putting me on, under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And, uh. Dr. Bob. It's Dr. Bob, yeah. It's Dr. Bob Tuscan. It's Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy for Toad. Wasting time, partying on the weekends behind neon signs, throwing darts, playing pong, and hustling pool games, dancing as the jukebox DJ of the band played our favorite songs. Then I'd wake up in the morning on my neighbor's lawn and notice you'd be gone. 
I searched for you in the bottom of a bottle Cause of you I lost my job down to my last few dollars So you're hard to swallow, pun intended I guess I love the taste from you since the beginning Many times I tried to end it but I just couldn't give up Upon the title to my pickup hoping you picked me up But you let me down like you always did I finally asked for help from my family and friends You caused a lot of pain, grief and mayhem Now I'm 11 steps away in a 12-step program Every time I pass the neon signs, it takes me back and you cross my mind thinking I don't know how long I'll make it out here on my own Cause I've been gone for way too long from the comfort of your arms And I don't know that I'll ever feel the way you made me feel now that you're gone Melanie got married to a man that hits her. Stephanie turned stripper. Angie became an addict. Turned tricks in the alley to support her habits. Ain't got nothing on Sally. Sally's got five kids. Five baby daddies. She's tatted to her eyelids. Can't tell her what high is, what a meth lab fire is. She blew her whole house up and lost all five kids. Three to the state and two to the morgue. Patricia became a preacher, gave her life to the Lord. But she still don't approve of my bad ways. Never gave me for the music or the things I say. Guess it's apparent she ain't following Jesus. Jesus never judged a priest of false as they teach us. How they expect to reach us with the life they live in. You only find them in the beaches when they team is winning. Meanwhile, we stay believers when evil defeats us. Left to find a way home on our own. Singing, I don't know how long I'll make it. Out here on my own Cause I've been gone for way too long From the comfort of your arms And I moved on to walk down And I get up when I fall down On my own I'll make it on my own Sometimes it gets tough And I just wanna give up But I just do the best I can Take what I'm giving and keep on living, cause that's the measure of a man. I don't know how long I'll make it out here on my own, cause I've been gone for way too long from the comfort of your arms, and I don't know that I'll ever feel the way you make me feel. What's up, Reds Radio fam? It's your man, Wayne, in Baltimore, and I'm doing my thing live on Saturdays from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time when I bring you the chocolate drop on RazRadioLive.com. Join us as we play music, talk sports, politics, and whatever's going on in the news. And um, chances are you might learn something. Chances are you won't. So join me and Joe from Maine on Saturdays from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on RazRadioLive.com. Oh, and by the way, no devil music.
unleash the great bomb conditioning Stranglehold, it strangled you cold Told you what you were told Sold your soul to the devil to repay what they loan But they can't own, was already owned Can you hear me now, how many fucking bars on your phone? Don't get me wrong, get it through your dome I do condone revolution to protect my home I'm ready to fight, fight. trust me, I'm not alone Just look at all these other people who got the same tone Well maybe I'm all wrong, and I'm barely hanging on one step away from snappers, trapping myself with a bomb The turning point's long gone, that's the point of the song I'm fucking done with feeling helpless, like what's the point of going on? Time to get up, turn off the TV Time to do you, me to do me Time to do right, time to be free Remove the blindfold, it's time to see To say, like trying to explain Saddam Hussein wasn't the same Arab who was driving the planes. It's a derailed train. We gotta try to stop it. Just follow the money and lead straight to somebody's pocket. The bell tolls for those getting rich up what they stole. Using our own tax money to promote their own goals. The story makes no sense. It's got too many holes. Now I'm revealing the truth like a government mole. Nah, I ain't a follower. That just ain't my role. Time to unite my 93. Come on, boys, let's roll. Alright guys, hope you got your break on, but it's going to get intense now. Welcome back to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. It is Saturday, August 9th still. Hadn't changed yet, has it? Uh, great great first hour. I want to thank Frank for calling in and, and uh, sharing his information with us. Uh, you know, it, it, it's amazing to hear regular Americans standing up. And, and trying to make a difference however they can. And even if it's just pointing out the evil on C-SPAN, that's a lot more than most people do. So, again, Frank, awesome job. You know, we had Buzzy there at the end. We love Buzzy. We'll never agree on that subject. So we'll just move on from that subject so we can find one that we actually agree on and we can do together. <clears throat> and here we are. Another Saturday night. Got another guest with us here tonight. Of course, I'll bring Dave back in here. Dave, I got you back, right? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Uh, you know, I've been looking forward to speaking to this individual we have on the line with us tonight. Uh, he's from MediaRoots.org would be his website. Uh, a lot of our listeners are DC listeners, so you've heard him 
Uh, you might know of his sister who works on RT. She's a, she's a, breaking the set. One of the best shows I've seen out there that, that really gets some information across that needs to be brought across. So with us tonight is Robbie Martin. We got you, Robbie. Yeah. How's it going, man? It's going real good, man. Again, I want to thank you for joining us here tonight. Uh, you know, we got a lot of stuff we're going to talk about, but I like to, uh, first interviews with people. I like to get to know the person, let them know who they're talking to. Um, you know, I'm a, a father of three. I just found out today I'm going to be a grandpa, uh, which Congrats. is kind of scary, but kind of cool. Um, you know, my father was in the radio business in Philadelphia when I was a young kid. Uh, so I grew up around the radio business. He did oldies. Um, and, and when I met Scott Ledger, um, I was already into the whole truth, freedom, liberty, whatever the hell we call this movement anymore. Um, and he kind of helped me get my voice and realize that I wanted to do this even more. And that's when I started my station. So here we are two years later, uh, almost to the day since I started Raz Radio. And, uh, you know, we do this every Saturday night. I take my Saturdays to do this. We, we take off, we've been taking off a little more recently just because, you know, life's been getting a little hectic and you got to take care of business in the family world. Uh, but I really believe in what I do. I don't do this to get attention. I don't do this for fame. I definitely don't do it for money. I do it because I care about my family, my friends and humanity in general. Uh, so just, just a little bit of who I am and why I do this so you know who you're talking to. <laughs> I find it very therapeutic to do this on the weekends. Yeah, Dave does it for therapy. <laughs> All right. So you got MediaRoots.org. Um, that's where I pretty much know you from. Uh, and of course your interview that you have with Scott. What, uh, tell us a little bit about what brought you into doing this and, and why you, you felt the, the need to do this. Well, it's, it's kind of a long story. I mean, the last couple times I've, I've done interviews with people, I kind of ended up when I kind of sort of explained to them my backstory, it ended up taking up quite a bit of time to explain it. But I'll, I'll just truncate that part of what actually launched me sort of like into doing political activism and, and radio stuff. But basically back in 2004, um, I was fairly apolitical. I had just gotten out of college and, uh, you know, I didn't really have much affiliation with my government. I wasn't, I would I would have probably considered myself a Democrat back then. Um, I voted for John Kerry in the 2004 elections, which looking back on now is a pretty embarrassing <laughs> era for me. But you know, I wasn't really fully committed. I was I just wasn't I didn't have all of my being in that world very much. Um, and I had a roommate at the time, a really good friend of mine um, named Ben Vanderford, and he came up with this crazy idea to fake a beheading video and upload it to the internet and just, uh, you know, pretending like he was a hostage, an American soldier in Iraq who had been captured. And, uh, and we filmed this video in my garage where I pretended to, to cut off his head with a vegetable knife. And, um, and my now wife, uh, helped film it. And it was kind of this, you know, we, we didn't think anything would come out of it. We just thought we would upload it to file sharing networks. Some stupid website might fall for it and think it was a real video and that would be the end of it. So we uploaded this video that we made, um, you know, with no budget whatsoever, almost no planning. And this was in reaction to when we saw the Nick Berg beheading video. Um, we didn't think that was a fake video, but we, what we, the reason why that 
inspired us, I guess. It's kind of a crass way to describe it. But um, the reason that that video inspired us is because it looked as if it could have been faked very easily by someone who had that intention. So you wanted to see if you could replicate the, the faking, let's say. Correct, yeah. And And one of the keys to doing that was to just make the video so low quality that we would hide a lot of the obvious fakeness of it, you know, by just dithering the shit out of the quality, you know, running it through compression over and over again, stuff like that. And so we uploaded to a file sharing network, uh, about three months later or three months past, we didn't hear anything. About a hundred people grabbed it from us on Kazaa. I think it was, was the file sharing network we put it on. Nothing happened. And then three months later, I get a phone call in the morning from my mom saying, Turn on Fox News. Ben is on TV. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? What, what do you mean he's on TV? He's on Fox News. So I turn on Fox News and, and there's a screenshot from our video with like, you know, one of the blonde Fox News anchors with this like disgusted expression on her face talking like, you know, two of these men from the Bay Area decided to fake this beheading video. And I was just, I was just completely blown away by it because I, I was, I didn't, I didn't understand how this got to the media, how long it had been in their hands or what was going on. But apparently, Associated Press ran this story at four in the morning, Pacific time, saying to the world, essentially, because they sent out this wire service telling people that an American soldier has been beheaded in Iraq. His name is Ben Vanderford. Um, there's a video of it. And, uh, and yeah, and it was a really short story, but, you know, that they, that they sent out in the wire service, but it was, it was enough that it caused pretty much the entire world media to, to parrot and echo this story. And by the time it was retracted, um, about four hours later, I think at eight in the morning, um, it was already too late. The wire had already gone out to hundreds, if not thousands of different media organizations. And they were running in their newspapers the next day, American soldier beheaded in Iraq. Um, and it was funny because the reason that they found out it was fake is they simply called my friend's Ben's phone number, which he actually gives out in the video itself. So nobody tried to verify this. Nobody tried to follow up until four hours later, they decided to actually call this guy's house and he answered the phone. <laughs> so that, so that's when they realized it was fake, but it, I guess it just completely destroyed my conception of, of how the media is propagated, you know, how much I could trust it. I didn't really have much faith in the media, mainstream media before, but this sort of took it to a completely new level where I was just like, wow, like this is incredibly fucked up that they would have fallen for this, you know? And it wasn't even like we tried to hoax them either. We didn't send it to any media organizations. Um, they just must have downloaded it. Someone did off of a file sharing network and just decided to run with the story. Um, well, you really think the media is going to, you know, really back up or, or research what they talk about? I mean, we, we see this all the time, uh, with the mainstream media, meaning, you know, especially the American mainstream media, Fox, MSNBC, you know, they're, they're, they're going to do whatever is going to help push, uh, whatever the agenda is of the people in power at the time. And of course, at that time, the agenda was we had to go kill all the Iraqis and all the Afghanistanis. And, uh, you know, that was a great thing to help, you know, propel that into getting more Americans ready to, to, to go kill them all. Uh, so of course they're going to run with something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess what I was surprised by is, you know, I would, I, I expect that out of the TV mainstream media. But it wasn't actually that, like, by the time they got a hold of the story, they, they were already reporting it as a hoax. 
But what what was amazing to me is Associated Press was the was the sole culprit in in spreading this story all across the world, and you know I just always assumed that they were some sort of trusted institution. They were more, I guess, more thorough in their fact checking. Turns out I'm I was completely wrong about that, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, and so that I mean that's kind of what got me aware of just how different the re- the reality of the situation was than I had you know than I had previously believed I was I was fairly naive before that about the way these things worked and you know the more the more I got into politics after that it just kind of was like a you know I just it just ramped up after that um, my sister was already starting to do um, activism down in San Diego surrounding um, 9/11 truth and uh, you know, we didn't really intersect and start doing activism and journalism together until many years later. I'd say like 2009, 2010, okay. that her and I started working together. And she, she actually founded the, the website Media Roots and she invited me on board, you know, to contribute stories. Um, and then we started doing the podcast, uh, back in 2010. And, you know, that six years in between, I think for me was just, I just I just dived headfirst into the you know until 9/11 truth um you know alternate history uh just just anything you know anything you can think of that's sort of associated with that world but mostly 9/11 I think that was what really drew me into it and um and you know over time my beliefs sort of changed about that and I have you know I'm in a different place now with 9/11 than I was you know I guess it's over 10 years ago now yeah um but yeah, so we've been doing the radio show uh for about 4 years. It'll be 4 years in October. And uh and yeah, and then um and she got her show Breaking the Set about 2 years ago now and you know, we just still try to work together as often as we can on on and collaborate on stuff. What was your original, you know, life plan before you got into this? What did you, you know, what were you going to do with your life pr- pr- prior to getting into all this mess? Um I'd say I was mostly interested in like music production and, and sound design. Like I, I kind of fantasized about doing, you know, like fully, fully art for movies. Uh, like, you know, one of those guys who has all the, the closet filled with weird objects that, you know, you know, walks on a concrete floor or, you know, in weird, in weird shoes to get the footstep sounds and, you know, that kind of stuff. Like basically sounds for movies was, was my dream job and uh i think that world sort of narrowed for me even before i got into politics because you know once you go to art school and kind of get through it it's sort of like i think a lot of people tend to get cynical about like the industries that surround certain kinds of art and for me it was like sound and music and once i sort of saw what kind of industries there were out there and, and how limited the job field was i i didn't wasn't as interested anymore like i didn't want to put the amount of work into it that uh that it sort of required you know so so that pretty much gave you you had the knowledge on how to make these videos basically when you did that that fake video i mean that that's that kind of answers that question then because uh you know it's not like two guys in the garage you actually had some some training and some uh knowledge on how to do that a little bit yeah but i mean if you actually watch the video it it doesn't really look like it like it looks pretty amateurish um (laughs) And yeah, well, think, you wouldn't 
you wouldn't expect a guy cutting some, you know, American soldier's head off to be an expert cameraman. You, you, you did it right. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you, you, you know, I'll, I'm going to ask this question now. You brought it up. Let's, let's, I'd like to know, uh, you said, you know, 9-11 was your catalyst that really got you moving. Uh, and then you said that you, your beliefs have changed a little bit. Uh, and I, I whatever the answer is, doesn't matter because you guys do some great stuff, but where, where are your beliefs with that now? What do you, what's your thought pattern on what's changed, I guess, would be the question. Well, I guess at first, I mean, I was, I was extremely open to any kind of information that would, that would come at me. You know, I mean, my first initiation into 9-11 truth was, um, I think it was that flash animation slideshow that, it, it was sort of a viral thing on the internet, really, or, you know, early internet days of like, the, it was all about the Pentagon. It was all about what happened to the plane. You know, why is there no, um, the, the lamppost? It was just like this sort of infotainment. It wasn't even really a documentary because it was like a flash animation. Um, and people out there listening who have been in 9-11 Truth might remember what I'm talking about. Um, and then when I went to New York City for the first time, I think back in 2004, uh, they, there was a video called 9-11 in plain sight that I rented mm-hmm. at a video store, watched it, um, found a lot of the stuff in it intriguing, didn't believe some of the other stuff in it, didn't, you know, was a little bit iffy about some of it. And then I eventually saw loose change. And then I think, you know, it, and then I was listening to a lot of Alex Jones at the time too. So I think looking back on that era of my sort of research, it was, it was not as grounded in in fact, I guess I should say, than compared to how it is now. Like, like when I when I look into nine eleven now, I I try to be very diligent in like challenging my own preconceptions about it. You know, if I've seen something in a conspiracy documentary from five years ago, and I find a new fact that's pretty hard to dismiss mm-hmm. that contradicts something that I've seen, you know, five years ago, I won't. I won't simply be like, oh no, that, you know, this is just, you know, somebody parroting the system's sort of, uh, you know, rhetoric. This might actually have something to it. Like, like an example of that is for a long time, it was sort of like dogmatic in the 9-11 truth movement to just say that that bin Laden video is a fat actor who's not actually bin Laden. He's this, like, they call them the fat bin Laden. Right. I remember that. Yep. But, I mean, there's a screenshot that you'll always see that 9-11 truthers will, will show of a clip from the video that looks, doesn't look like him. Like it is, it does look like a fat Bin Laden. But if you actually watch the whole video, it's clearly Bin Laden. Like there's really, it's really hard to be like, oh, that's not him. Like you have to see the video and once you do, you're like, well, this is bullshit. Like it is Bin Laden. Um, so the, that, that kind of stuff I learned over time that, that, you know, just like any world, of in conspiracy there is a lot of disinformation out there that that takes a long time to comb through i mean it's 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 sort of like a whole field of of uh research in and of itself just to figure out what's disinfo and what's is what isn't and sort of parse through that i have to agree with you 100 percent on that i mean i like to say we can't get ourselves boxed into things and i know dave is probably laughing in his head because there's one subject that him and i completely disagree on which maybe we'll touch on before the end of this interview Oh God, no! <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would have to agree. You know, there's a lot of things that do come and go as we l- go through these conspiracies. I've been in this myself only for you know five years. I started in '09, uh, really getting into all this. So I'm I'm 
you know, a junior when it comes to the 9-11 truth movement. I was one of those neocons. Uh, I was in the military. I was one of those neocons that was like, oh, these 9-11 truthers, they should all be shot, you know? Um, <laughs> so I was really bad back in, in 04 when you were just getting into it, you know, on the opposite side of that, those guys yelling at people on the street. And when I got into it, I dove into it. Like, you know, when people started talking, no, I don't know how you feel about the energy weapons and things like that. You know, I don't, I, I don't see anything on that, but when you go to Building 7, I definitely think there's something there. You know, so there, you're, I would have to agree. Uh, so, do you not, how do I put this here? Do you, I don't want to say do you believe the government story, but so you're kind of in between the two stories? No, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I think that, I think that a hundred percent of the official story is bullshit. Okay. Um, I mean, <laughs> Maybe, maybe, I guess more accurate, maybe 99%. <laughs> I mean. Give them that 1%. The, I mean, for me, almost every single as, aspect or facet of the 9-11 official story has something suspect about it. Either there's an omission huh? of it, or there's just ancientness surrounding it, or even just remarkable coincidences that all line for a certain result to happen. So, no, I mean, just to touch on the directed energy weapons thing for a second, I, you know, at, when it, whenever the information first came out, Judy Wood, um, and, and those sort of people, I looked into it. I, I personally didn't find it credible, but I, I don't think it really bothered me very much until I started to see, like, how aggressive and sort of dogmatic a lot of the people who are, like, directed energy weapon, uh, believers, like, like, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the LaRouche pack, but there's sort of this undercurrent in some, and even it exists in 9-11 truth. I mean, just even a general 9-11 truth activist, a lot of them tend to be extremely dogmatic and aggressive. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, that's sort of what bugged me about the directed energy weapons thing for a while is I would notice it was kind of like they would, they would come in and act sort of like disruptors either on internet forums or even in, you know, at, at conventions and stuff. And, Oh, yeah, because you, you don't know, believe them. You, you, it's like poor Jack Blood. By the way, Jack Blood wanted me to tell you hi. Um, hey, Jack. <laughs> uh, you know, even him with the no planers, you know, like, ah. Oh my God. That's yeah, one of the worst ones I, uh, cause I remember, I know I saw planes. I wasn't in New York. Dave was in New York on 9-11, you know, so he can stand up. I don't know absurd. if he saw the planes or not. No, I was, I was uptown. I, I was on the roof of the UNICEF building and I saw the second plane hit the, uh, the tower. But I saw it, it was coming up north, so I saw it was a resulting explosion from the other side. I didn't actually see the plane. So it could be a hologram. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, not but, at all. <laughs> not at all. But I mean, yeah, no, there's, I, I think I, there, that's good that you mentioned the no plane thing, because I think that, the directed energy weapons thing, and the people who dogmatically say that Israel is 100% responsible for 9-11, I find those three camps to be particularly aggressive especially online and i mean for a while i was you know i'm a I, i'm a paranoid guy so for a while i was fairly convinced that it was a that it was a concerted disinformation campaign on behalf of the us government i don't you know i'm kind of more iffy on that now but i mean it, it because if you think about it what's the best way to destroy a, a credible growing movement that is questioning something like 911 fragment it yeah, fragment it. And if you can't, and for a while it seemed like the technique was to try to debunk it. But when you, when that doesn't work anymore, divide and conquer. You know, go in, um, 
fill it with disinformation and then act super dogmatic and try to divide people into camps. The, the find the fracture points and then exploit those. And, but again, that's, I mean, that's, that's a conspiracy theory of my own. Like I have no real evidence to back that up, but. But it makes um, sense though. I mean, absolutely. It was gaining momentum at the time, uh, correct. very rapidly and, and they needed to slow it down somehow. Uh, you know, we have a theory and I'm sure Ledge said this to you. Um, you know, and I follow along with this is we call it the 80-20 rule. You know, if we can agree on 80%, that other 20% doesn't really matter. Now, unfortunately, right now, uh, what we're seeing with Israel and Gaza, um, you know, that's causing a major divide just amongst Americans, which blows my mind. Um, but it, 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 they use these things to divide us and to keep us arguing about, you know, stupid things that don't really matter. And we see that a lot with all these different things. I don't want to stay on 9-11 the whole time. You know, we got a lot of stuff I want to touch on with you. I just wanted to get a good idea where, where you were. Um, you know, cause I know, and I won't, I don't want to get too much into your sister either, but I know she kind of came out and said she changed her views on it and everybody jumped on her like freaking, uh, you know, snakes in a pit or something. Um, so I just wanted to see where you stood on that and, and I can agree that, that there's a lot of stuff that we've seen in the past. Um, that that doesn't make sense just as much as the government story doesn't make sense. So there and there's no there's no wrong in growing your your knowledge and growing your way of thinking into maybe something a little different. So that's cool. I like that that you can you're you're not you know in that dogma where you can't change your thoughts or you can't realize that maybe something you said was wrong. Yeah, and I think that. I've seen, I guess I've seen the movement evolve over such a long period of time that I've seen how people like John Gold or other uh, researchers like Paul Thompson have kind of been pushed out of the limelight in the 9-11 truth movement because they don't, quote, go far enough. Like, they don't talk about controlled demolition. And for a lot of people in the movement, that's, like, completely not allowed. It's like, well, if you're not going to talk about controlled demolition, then what use are you to me? You know, and it's, and I think that that mindset is very problematic. And I, and I, I guess in the end, I've come as far as, you know, 9-11 in plain sight was sort of my first exposure to, to the truth, you know, 9-11 truth. And then I've sort of come around to finding people like, you know, Paul Thompson of History Commons and the 9-11 timeline to be some of the most credible people in the movement. Um, and, and people like John Gold, um, and even, you know, Mike Rupert has, has had some far out theories, but his book, Crossing the Rubicon, I think stands today as still one of like the most coherent and factual 9-11, you know, truth documents out there. Um, along with Paul Thompson's Terror Timeline book. I'm going to have to so, look that one up. I've never heard of him. And I, like I said, I'm new, newer to it. So he might have been pushed out before. I even got into it because I've never heard that name, Paul Thompson. Yeah, he worked a lot with the um, the Jersey Girls, which were the four 9-11 widows who helped yep. create the pressure that eventually created the 9-11 Commission. And um, and there's another guy named Ray Nolowski who did uh, who directed 9-11 Press for Truth, which is one of the better you know 9-11 Truth documentaries out there because it sort of follows the victims and the, the family members of the victims and, and sort of you know, uses their story to guide the narrative. So, um, I, but yeah, I think we have to consider 9-11 still a very important thing because, uh, you know, our world here in America has completely changed since then. And, and they've been able to accomplish a lot of things 
they would not have been able to accomplish if that didn't happen, no matter who did it. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if it was a government conspiracy, a CIA conspiracy in Israel did it, or if it was, the, you know, the 19 Arabs that did it. Either way, our world completely changed because of that, and we allowed fear to drive our way of thinking. And I've gotten past the fear, you know, I don't, this Ebola scare, you know, what's your thoughts on, on, on that? Are you afraid? Are you afraid of Ebola? Um, I know, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would say I'm afraid of Ebola, but I, I gotta admit, I mean, in the last, at least since the, the plane crash, um, in Ukraine, I mean, just the combination of, of ISIS in Iraq, Gaza siege, plane crash, and then now fucking Ebola. I mean, I, I gotta admit, I was a little bit, it, it made, it made me anxious just because of how many, different things seem to be going wrong at once you know i mean it was just sort of the icing on the uh anxiety cake for me i don't really know if i you know i wasn't particularly fixated on it but i mean i'm sure it's it stressed me out a little bit you know yeah well you know they, they brought that guy in not too far from me you're far enough away from where they brought these two scientists back into the country so you know you got a little more time than i do <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but he's got radiation from Fukushima on his side. That's true. Yeah, yeah, you got to deal with that mess over there. Uh, that's all right, true. so let's get into uh, let's get let's start with MH17 because you know we, first we hear that it was a shoulder fired shoulder fired rocket that took down this plane at thirty. Oh wait, no, it can't be that because it doesn't reach that no, high. Wait, wait, you got to be specific because the American government said that we have satellite imagery that states it was a shoulder fired missile the day after. Right, not even the day after. Within a couple hours, you posted it, Dave. I remember that. And then it's then it's one of these um, uh, scats or whatever the hell they call it that Russia gave to the uh, to the separatists that are you the know book. yeah that the book that's it. Thank you that shot it down. And then uh, and and now you know some of the stuff I've been hearing recently. Uh, apparently, they're finding bullet holes all riddled through this the fuselage of this airplane, and it's a possibility that it was a Ukraine military flight that shot uh, military jets that shot it down. Where do you stand, or what have you heard, or what kind of new information can you bring to that? God, you know, you guys probably know as much as I do about it, but what I, I guess just as a to, to set the context for sort of how I think about the situation is when it comes to anything involving Russia and the United States right now in 2014, I feel like it's some of the most complicated. It's extremely complicated to actually find the real truth throughout either side's media projections. So, like, on one side you have the Russian government, which has their own media apparatus. They have Russia Today. They have, um, you know, Voice of Russia. They have, you know, and apparently a lot of the journalists over there are, are under Russian government control, similar to how our journalists are here with the American government. So... I find it incredibly difficult for me to rush to any con real conclusions about it, even still, with, without with all this information that's come out. Um, I definitely think, I mean, I can say for sure that the United States government jumped in as soon as possible to try to use this opportunity to, cre to, to create the wedge or to make the wedge between Russia and the United States even larger. I, I know that they, they did that, but... When it comes to actually who shot the plane down, you know, I, I really can't say. Um, but I, but I definitely think it's, in, a lot of things about it are incredibly bizarre. Um, you mentioned that the, that the U.S. government changed their story. Um, they don't ever through. change their story. Come on now, <laughs> Robbie. They don't do that. 
um, there's the whole thing about um, the Ukrainian uh, air traffic controllers. Why did they inform the plane that it was safe to fly into that airspace? It appears that the plane, fl- the pathway for that same flight, a path was directed around the area previous in previous right. flight paths. Right. Um, so things like that, I don't really understand. I mean, I think it's a really important question to ask: Why was this plane directed to fly over there in the first place? You know, who's responsible for that? So, um, and apparently the Ukrainian government is. You know, this brand new government, by the way, that just you know, came into power back in March, you know, I mean, it's kind of ridiculous when you think about it. it, but I guess going all the way back to, I guess, what they called the Orange Revolution in Ukraine, I mean, Abby and I did a radio show right before the government was overthrown, when there was like the piles of burning tires and, you know, Molotov cocktails. Yep, I remember know, that. Going all over the place. So when that when that was happening, I mean, what we found so peculiar, and I think that this is really important to look back on, is it's like the United States, when a country is going through some kind of upheaval or, or a government is weakening in a protest movement, it seems like it's going to overthrow a government. The United States in other situations has been incredibly cautious in their rhetoric, even when it came to the Iranian Green Revolution. I mean, you go back and listen to clips of Obama and Hillary, they were being super cautious about it. They weren't saying, yes, we support these protesters 100% to, you know, legitimize themselves and, and the, the government should go down. But the way they were talking about Ukraine was completely different. It was, it, it seemed from the very beginning like they were completely behind the protest movement, incredibly supportive of the government that came in with the coup. I mean, that's all the information I need to know that the United States government was involved in this coup in the first place well it's just like with syria you know we we went in and they they were supporting the rebels of syria and of course that's now who is isis who is uh you know have wrapped around the whole country of iraq and uh you know was killing people and now we're back at war in iraq or we're going to be back at war in iraq before long yeah so it's all these kind of like unclear undefined sort of proxy wars and proxy you know um like counterinsurgency movements or whatever. I mean, it was a lot more clear cut, you know, back in, um, in the, in the late seventies and early eighties when we funded the Mujahideen to fight the Soviet Union in Afghanistan. Like that was clear cut. Like the United States didn't, they weren't as secretive about that. But like nowadays, you know, it's, it's just things are just so convoluted and it's, it's really difficult to really, you know, point a finger at Obama and, in, in his cabinet and be like, you guys did this, you know, to get this, um, this coup into power and you did this and this. It's like we can only find these little scraps and pieces to sort of put together, like the, you know, Victoria Newland leaked phone call where she's telling Jeffrey Pyatt, um, you know, f- you know, fuck the EU and all this stuff. I mean, I agree so, with that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that call came out. Was that like, uh, about a year ago that call came out, wasn't it? Maybe a little more. I think it was right before the Orange Revolution happened. Or I guess, that, actually, yeah, maybe it was over a year ago. Anyways, yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, like, it's super convoluted to me. Um, and I think it's just going to get worse, you know? Like, it's going to be harder to actually figure out who's lying and who isn't when it comes to Russia and the United States. Well, that's what they're trying to do. You know, our, the guy I had on earlier, he was the guy that called in the C-SPAN. Uh, and called uh, Bill Crystal out on his lies and on PNAC. Um, you know, he even brought up the point that, you know, we're surrounding Russia and we're setting up for something. 
And we have to, you know, we've been trying to destabilize the Middle East forever, and we need that whole region to be completely out of control and completely destabilized, uh, more for the, you know, the global elite, the New World Order, whatever the hell you want to call them, uh, you know, for them to be able to advance forward, they need death and destruction. You know, and it's much easier to reduce a population of the world if you just have everybody killing each other and you're not the one, you know, with the blood on your hands. Yeah, I mean, it, I think Bill Crystal is a perfect person to sort of hone in on on this discussion because I, I don't know, have you heard of the, the, what PNAC eventually turned into that they, they, they rebranded their name? I knew they changed the name, but I, don't remember what it became. Well, about three years after PNAC disbanded, Bill Crystal, Robert Kagan, and Dan Senor, um, who was the spokesperson for Paul Bremer in Iraq, um, they formed a new think tank, which is essentially the exact same think tank. It's just under a new name, and it's called the Foreign Policy Initiative. And um, and, and And when you go to their website, their mission statement starts with, the United States and its democratic allies face many foreign policy challenges. They come from rising and resurgent powers, including China and Russia. So their opening statement, mission statement, essentially tells you that their new focus is China and Russia. Wait, 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 and, wait, wait, wait hold on a second, Robbie. When did that statement come out? Um, you know, I'm not exactly sure when the statement came out, but it's at least three years old. Um, wow. the, the think tank itself has been around since 2008. I, 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 I well, say that again because I'm kind of into this whole. I think the next world war, I think World War Three will start relatively soon, and it's going to involve Russia and China because they're going after the American dollar. What was the uh, what was the name of that? What did PNAC turn into again? Um, they turned into a think tank called the Foreign Policy Initiative. Um, its initials are FPI, and you go to their website right now, and um, what's what's fascinating to me is the only reason I heard of this think tank was because the think tank itself tried to hijack Abby's statements that she made on Russia Today about Crimea many months ago in March. And I had no idea who they were, and when I found out who tried to hijack her message and manipulate it, I was completely blown away. I mean, I just I, I just assumed that PNAC was done, that all these people had gone sort of back into hiding and they were retired, but I was completely, I mean, I couldn't have been more wrong. They're, they are literally trying to ratchet us up you know, at, at the very least, to an, into a new Cold War position, but you know, more scarily, you know, World War Three, as you described. I mean, that's, you know, you're right. The second sentence says they come from rising and resurgent powers, including China and Russia. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, and when you go to their media appearances, you'll start seeing all these people. Like you go to their Twitter feed, for example. I mean, you'll just start seeing what they're all about, and and you know who they retweet, um, who they're. You know, one of their fellows is this guy named Jamie Kerchik, who actually was the guy who coordinated with Liz Wall, Russia Today anchor, to to quit on air. He sort of egged her on to do that stunt on air so that his think tank and the D.C. neoconservative establishment could use it to try to smear Russia Today, the network. And they did that so they could try to, like, use it to smear the Russian government, essentially. And um, See, it's scary stuff. It, it really is. The way I, the way I, hold on, hold on, go ahead. Dave. Okay, I had Sean, go ahead. You're the host. Right. So sure. the way I look at it, and and you know, American media, and this is the way I've always looked at it. American media is going to propagandize to their benefit. If you want the truth of what's going on in America, and this is what I do, I go to Al Jazeera, I go to Russia Today, 
You know, I didn't know that other one, which I'm going to check out that you mentioned. Um, where was it? I wrote it down somewhere here. Um, uh, you know, so that's kind of how I look at, at how these media outlets work. You know, Russia's going to tell the truth about America to, as well as they can to the American people to try to get them to realize they're not the bad guys, where America is going to tell the, the, the lies to the American people to try to make them look like the bad guys. And that's the way I've always looked at it. Oh, okay. yeah. No, I, I think you're absolutely right. But I think what I learned after this, you know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Liz Wall, the reporter who resigned. But yeah. I well, thought that I was mean, all propaganda to begin with when it first happened, personally, in my oh, opinion. It, it totally was. And, I mean, what I learned after after that is that I sort of, I sort of saw a, a more detailed look into sort of these different warring factions in the American establishment. Like, you know, kind of before this happened, I, I did sort of look at it where it was like, you know, American propaganda comes from the top down, sort of gets disseminated and filtered through these mainstream media networks. But now I guess my view is a little different where I think that there are, there are maybe some good people, you know, people with, with some altruism and, 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 you know, not bad people working in the mainstream media and even maybe in the, in the U.S. government at some of the highest levels. But there are a lot of extremely evil people too, and they're willing to, you know, essentially do whatever they can to try to manipulate the narrative. I mean, and most of these people on the foreign policy initiative, they're not even in government right now. But when you actually see their rhetoric and what kind of stuff they're putting out, they seem to be having an incredibly strong influence over the way that sort of the narrative is being spun. And, um, and you know, I mean, when you look back at the neoconservatives who wrote PNAC, um, they came out of a climate where they believed that after the fall of the Soviet Union, that America was actually less safe in the world, and that the and then as a result, the world was less safe. So we need to actually build up our military more because of this vacuum with, in the absence of the Soviet Union, and sort of reassert our dominance over the world. So it's like all these Reaganite neoconservatives have been trying to do this the whole time, and and you know Abby and I have sort of come to the conclusion that. The war on terror for them was was sort of almost just a stepping stone to get to where we are now, which it's really disturbing when you think about it that way, that we went through all that fucking horrible shit with the war on terror, you know, just as a sort of lead into a new Cold War situation. But it kind of seems like that was their plan all along. To get us on the doorstep of World War Three, Dave, I know you had a question there. Go ahead. No, I just had a comment. It's, it's, it's going back to the foreign policy thing. So just keep going. I'll, I'll talk about it after 11 o'clock. <laughs> okay. Not well, we've problem. moved on because you didn't let me talk. Oh, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> the way, you know the way it goes down sometimes, my friend. Sorry. It's all right. <laughs> um, all right. So, World War Three. We're on the doorstep of World War Three. We're seeing, you know, basically. I don't think they ever shut down Operation Mockingbird. Uh, I think they just kind of tabled it for a little bit, uh, and they've really pushed it back. And I do agree with you that there are some good people, both in government and in the media. But like we saw with uh, Andrew Napolitano, who I think personally, was a great uh, truth-teller on the news. And, you know, he's been kind of shunned now. And you see him a little bit, but it, it's like his message has been told to either you're going to talk the way we want you to or you're not going to be here. You can touch a little bit, but not too much. Yeah, I remember when, I, I think it was like Fox Business Channel, or maybe it was like Fox. No, it was it Fox was Business like, Channel, yeah. He had that, yeah. the uh, what the hell was it called? Well, well, I uh, forget the name of it, but go ahead, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember that that, it was kind of like right after the Tea Party sort of got hijacked by, 
sort of the more establishment Republicans. Like they, they seem to there seem to be a few good shows, including his, that would have people on, like Anthony Schaefer, and they'd have Ron, Ron Paul on quite a bit. Um, I even remember Judge Napolitano like questioning the 9/11 official story numerous times on his show, and. I, I, my, my feeling looking back on that was sort of like that was an experimental phase sort of for the, either the Republican party or the Fox News sort of media establishment. And they were trying to just put, they were, they were experimenting with essentially pulling energy from the libertarian and patriot movement and seeing what would stick. Yeah. You know, and Glenn Beck was sort of their main experiment in that department. And I, I don't think that really stuck. It kind of like it didn't really work out for them in the end. Well, because he's but so I, fake, it was so obvious how fake yeah, he was. You yeah. know, a lot of the guys Dave and I work with worked in the exact same studio with him down here in Tampa when he was more of a comedian oh, shock jock. And oh, you know, Jesus. they'll tell you stories of how he was in there. You know, that's like a, a, one of the guys I work with, Shannon Burke. He was in Texas and worked uh, in the same studio that Alex Jones worked in when he first started. And he's like, I can't take the guy serious because I sat, you know, in private and talked with the guy, you know, and, you know, once you get to know that these guys are actors, you know, and Alex Jones woke me up, but I, you know, I question his direction now sometimes. I really, you know, question where his, where he's at. Is he just trying to make money or is he really trying to save the world? You know, which one is it? You know, so. Yeah, I've, I've. I've definitely my the honeymoon with Alex Jones is over for me as well. I mean, I I definitely was into him back during the Bush era. It was there was something really powerful about his message for me. It was he was one of the most hardcore, you know, even though he's a conservative or whatever, he was one of the most hardcore um radio host who was really going against the Bush administration and that's sort of what attracted me to him. And then I think when Obama got into office, I started to see him sort of trying to merge with what I saw already as like a co-opted Tea Party movement. I was sort of hoping he would veer off in a different direction and tell his audience, look, this isn't the real Tea Party movement. It's been taken over. The Republican Party wants to buy it out. I'm not going along with it, you know. But instead, I feel like he kind of went along with it. And... um you know, he, he tried I, I have to respect fu- for him still, uh, but but you know, and then and then now he sells supplements on his site. That kind of stuff, <laughs> I think, is definitely, and they're like Infowars brand supplements, right? Know? So, it, what does that tell you? I mean, it's it's yeah, I do think a lot of it is 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 he's in it for the money, you know, and he's got a family, he's got to support his family, and um and he's got a whole staff now, you know. I mean, he's he went from being, you know, independent radio host to having like an entire staff of employees and. Um, so I think is that era has definitely changed and, and now even Matt Drudge, you know, is posting his stories, which I find incredibly strange, but I just wanted to mention really quick when we're talking about Glenn Beck and Judge Napolitano, I feel like the Republican party and Fox news sort of landed on their feet with that whole co-opting of the tea party. And they finally found two people, or I guess two like you know, politicians they could sort of get behind, and those ended up being Rand Paul and Ted Cruz. And I think that that's sort of what we were left with out of when it, you know, when the patriot movement and libertarian movement got filtered through all that crap, and that's what kind of came out the other end. Yeah, Um, Rand Paul, I'm not, I don't know what to think about Rand Paul. I really, you know, I want to say he's Ron Paul's son, and, you know, I want to believe that he's just, you know, trying to infiltrate and do the right thing, but then... 
a lot of his comments are are totally the opposite of what I would believe. You know, I don't I don't believe that you know it's okay to kill somebody with a drone if uh, they just robbed a banker. You know, just different things like that that he says really pushes me away from him. Uh, I don't know how you feel on him. Yeah, and I don't I don't know if you've heard about this, but um, he actually tried to get Abby fired. From RT, yeah. Yes. yeah, when he brought um, uh, Luke Radowski, when she brought Luke Radowski in, exactly. And I think, and I think the reason he was so upset by that is not because this, you know, reporter was sort of getting in his face or anything like that. I think it was because it was sort of a turning point for him, where the reason she was confronting him was because he had endorsed Mitt Romney to the surprise of many of his him and his father's fans. So I think for him it was sort of like. It was sort of like she was kind of destroying that paradigm a little bit. Like she was putting him up against the wall and and asking, you know, why are you endorsing this candidate who stands for everything that your father stands against? And 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 I think that that it sort of revealed what he was doing. He was making an opportunistic career move. Um, he was sort of hoping most of the libertarian and Tea Party movement would still be behind him after that, and they and they mostly were, but. Um, but yeah, I think that that it really upset him because I think he even knew he was making he was doing this, you know, kind of making a deal with the devil and was finally allying himself with the very same people that pushed his own father out of the establishment for as long as they could. Right. And and um, you know, and he he did it. He made that trade-off and um I I probably will never be able to trust him again. Um I definitely don't trust Ted Cruz. I think he's a total phony. Yeah. Um but but yeah, <laughs> do, do you do you do you affiliate yourself? There's a, obviously back in o two o four, you were a Democrat, let's say. Because I don't like to use labels, I I'm unaffiliated. Uh, but back then, I was a conservative. I was a Republican. I voted for Bush in o four. You know, one of the stupidest things I ever did. Um, what would you? Where do you stand now? Do you just basically say, "Hey, I'm going to look at these people," or do you even bother voting anymore? I mean, to tell you the truth, I, I see the whole, well, at least the general elections and, and, you know, senatorial and Congress races now. I, I don't, I don't take them very seriously. I'll, I'll, I still vote. Um, usually I vote for a third party candidate that I find myself most closely, you know, affiliated with. But in general, I just don't, I don't invest my heart and my soul into it anymore. Um, but I like what I do. I really do enjoy actually watching sort of the dog and pony show <laughs> unfold. It's I think it's fascinating to watch it, you know, watch television around the time of the election just to see how ridiculous things get. But um, no, I mean, I I am not one of those type of people that would tell people, you know, you, if you don't vote, you don't have you shouldn't have an opinion either. I mean, I, I think it's very admirable not to vote, actually. Like I I can completely understand it. Um, but I do think voting in local elections is, is probably more important. Um, you know, city council, um, state representative, those kind of things, um, than the general elections. Yeah. And if you're, so. if you're in Florida and I know you're not, but anybody listening, if you're in Florida, yes on two, don't forget. We need that medical marijuana here. And that's the biggest thing this year for us. We've got medical marijuana coming up. Yeah, Dave, I know. You guys don't have medical marijuana in Florida? No. No. That's not, incredible. Not yet. Hopefully we'll have it here uh, November, and then we'll get a year of them writing the laws and the rules and this and that. Uh, you see, Robbie, the reason why I poo-poo it is because I'm a concealed weapons permit holder here in Florida, and they've made no provision um, federally <clears throat> that if you have a medical card, because I, I actually I am 
on disability, I use cannabis for pain management. And I will not, you know, uh, lie. Every time I buy a gun, um, on this, on the, when they're filling it out, it says, have you ever used marijuana? If I, and I check no. And if I have a medical card, that proves that I'm lying. And what are they going to do? They're going to take away my medical card. They're going to take away my gun. They're probably going to take away my gun. So I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not falling for that shit. I'll just do it the same way I've been doing it. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think, I mean, I, I just to be completely honest about medical marijuana. I mean, I think that the whole concept of quote unquote medical marijuana was designed as a legal loophole for recreational use anyways, you know, I mean, mo- the majority of people who use it medicinally and not talking about you, Dave, I mean, you, you sound like you have a legitimate medical use for it there, but I think the majority of people, at least the majority of people I see are recreational users with no medical issues. And I, I mean, I think that the right way to do it is either full decriminalization or complete legalization. I, I think, I, I guess my hope is that we stop going through this, you know, song and dance about medicinal marijuana and we just be like, you know what? Legalize this shit. It's just, it's ridiculous at this point to just not make it completely legal. Yeah. Um, I would love to use the, uh, the low THC, high CBD version for the pain manager. I don't really like being high uh, and, I, and I have to wait till the end of the day to medicate. Uh, yeah. I would love to take, you know, uh, a concentrate in the morning, you know, like a little dab, a little, um, drop. And maybe the pain won't be as bad throughout the whole day, you know. But I certainly yeah, won't. I won't smoke pot in the morning because I'm I'm not a high functioning pot smoker. I am. <laughs> well, well, that's one. Of, no, you just brought up a really good a good point. Is that truly medicinal marijuana that doesn't get you, you know, you know, doesn't give you a psychedelic high or make you feel high? Is the high CBD concentrated um, marijuana and. I, I've only very recently started to see uh, medical establishments around here s- selling like CBD edibles where there'll be almost no THC in them. And I, I mean, I think that is, that's the way to go for like, med- you know, real medical marijuana. But I mean, yeah. most of the, you know, most pot is, is all high THC, you know, I mean, they design it nowadays to be like super powered THC. And when you do that, it's, there's almost no CBD in it. So. I'll tell you what, I allegedly might have got some chocolate that was CBD from California at one point in time. And, uh, I enjoyed that even with no pain. It still gave, maybe because I didn't have pain, it gave me a little bit of a high, but it was a, it was a different high, not the normal high you get. Um, you know, and, and my father, I have a father who, he's got a fibromyalgia and he was on 15, 20 pills a day. Uh, and finally I got him to try, you know, using marijuana. And it's not that he was against it, but he used a lot when he was younger and he stopped using 30 years ago, you know, maybe even more than 30 years ago and didn't really touch anything. So he was okay popping pills down his throat, but he didn't want to smoke a joint or hit a bowl or, you know, whatever it be. And finally, when he did try it, he realized that it was ten times better therapeutically for him than than he ever thought. So, yeah, I mean, are you talking about opiate painkillers? Oh my that- god, he was on so many pills; it was ridiculous, man. It was just unbelievable how many pharmaceuticals he was on. Yeah, they tried that shit with me, and I, I just threw the prescriptions out, and I just kept smoking. Actually, yeah. I, I got smart now. I, I I filled the prescription, and I may or may not have <laughs> sold it. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of ridiculous if you think about how long human society has been using opium-based painkillers, you know, since the 1800s. I mean, well, obviously even earlier than that, but, like, 
the fact that medical science hasn't, you know, produced like a painkiller that doesn't get you extremely addicted. I mean, it's, it's just kind of silly when you think how little progression there's been in the, in the you know, medicine. Yeah, the, the opiates fuck me up. You know, I, it, it screws up my 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 bowels. It, it, it fucks up my pissing. I don't want to take that shit. Sex, sex drive. It screws up. I mean, it screws everything up. You know, it's not yeah, something yeah. you want to have in your system. I, me personally, I don't have health insurance. My wife and I do not go to far uh, to doctors. Um, you know, obviously as a woman, there's things that might have to be checked out every once in a while. But w- our son is unvaccinated. You know, he. He had to, he was forced to go to, he starts kindergarten this year and he was forced to have to go get a physical for the school and he was scared because he hasn't been to a doctor since he was 18 months old. You know, we just, we don't believe in, in that. I look at that as more of a, of a, a voodoo medicine than I do the natural type things. Um, so that's where I stand on that type of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting world we live in. Uh, you can, you can track pharmaceuticals if we would even get into that. Uh, and we've already hit the hour mark and I don't want to hold you up anymore, but I do have one question for you, Robbie. And this is the, this is a mine and Dave's debate. So I just want to see where you stay on it, <laughs> where you stand on it. Um, geoengineering and what's going on in the skies above us. Do you have any opinion on that? Um, I mean, I, I have a lot of different opinions on it. If you're talking about the whole chemtrail, chemtrails, chem, chemtrail world, I I don't really believe that there's anything like I definitely think the concept of geoengineering is a very real thing. I mean, there's been many historical examples of that. Um but I try to I guess it's something I've learned from being in the 9/11 movement for so long is I try to find a fact or something that I can, you know, be like this is this is what's really going on with the chemtrails thing. I've never really believed it because I feel like the whole theory behind it is a little, it's very vague. And in, in a lot. Ugh. Damn it. <laughs> hey, I want, when he, before he comes back on, I want to ask him a question before he goes. All right. Robbie, do we lose you? Are you still there? They shut him off for chemtrails, Dave. See that? <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, I, I don't know if you can hear us or not. We, 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 I, Damn. I, I, I see it's thinking. It's thinking. Oh, uh, <laughs> hopefully it comes back with him. <laughs> Fuck you, NSA. <laughs> it was all over chemtrails too. Imagine that. Yeah, man, we got to do something different. We got, I got to figure out another way of of being able to call in with that kind of with the the voicemail, the voice sounding that good, you know? Oh man, it's telling me I'm offline. <laughs> that doesn't work well. Uh, oh shit! I wanted to know. Uh, fuck! I wanted to know how he and Abby. Uh, got into this mindset because, you know, it's rare that you would see two, you know, brother and sister that, that, that think along the same lines. Were their parents, you know, kind of hippie-ish or cool or critical thinkers or what? I wanted to know, god damn it! Uh, we'll have to get, get him, him back, back on, on the it. phone. I'm working. I, it's saying I don't have an internet connection on that computer, which it's, the computer's showing me I have one. <clears throat> Unreal. Alright, fuck it, let's take a break. Well, I want to thank Robbie Martin for joining us here tonight. I'm going to reset that computer because uh, I lost my mouse over there a long time ago. So there's obviously an issue on that damn computer again. Uh, let's do that. Let me uh, let me do this here. Uh, Robbie, if you're listening, if you hear us, I want to thank you for your time tonight, man. That was uh, an excellent uh, hour we spent together, and I definitely want to do it again with you. 
Um, and hopefully we can, you know, make that happen in the near future. Uh, I, I thought the guy was right on point. I thought everything that we talked about there, uh, even, hey, you even got your chemtrail backing there. So, uh, you know. And he took a, you know, a great position. It's exactly the same position. I have it's that, you know, geoengineering is real. Uh, chemtrails, there's not enough, you know, the, the stuff that you see that you say at chemtrails, there's just not enough evidence to, to support that in my mind. I know that. I know, Dave. All right, guys, you're listening to the first 52. We will be back with you in a couple minutes, the third hour. We'll have some fun, still talk some topics. Have a I'm good one. We'll be high. back. It's actually the, the very definition of terrorism. They're trying to kill people for a political agenda. It's just, you know, a nicety. So, uh, yeah, just keep in mind, guys, that the news agencies are not there to tell you the truth. They're there to tell you what they're told to tell you. You're still stuck to the American dollar, and you're still stuck to American laws. I still want to have the freedom to go where I want to go if I need to go. Uh, I think that's the most important thing in my mind, at least. And this goes along... If this is going to be another cum, cum trail... I've got lesbians and he's got cum trail. <laughs> okay, why don't you just move along? Animals getting away when you're doing a radio what show. What I think is gonna, they're going to have to redirect the American's mindset. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been even more fun. Yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. <laughs> I want you all to keep your eyes open and your ears open on what's going on. It's the first 52.
the point where nothing really matters Suddenly I find myself in a field of white matter With the sun shining bright, I'm greeted by the light I lay my guns down, not a single need to fight I'm still a bit confused, why can't I let it go? I did my time like a man till the end of the show I'm losing control, my desire to know The things I left behind and the stories I'm told I try to forget, but it's burning my soul I feel the sunlight fading and it's cold as snow Am I in heaven or hell? Only God truly knows The only thing that matters what you reap is what you sow What's up, Razz Radio fam? It's your man Wayne in Baltimore, and if you ever heard the chocolate drop, there's a little bit of what you've been missing. I was all over Justin Bieber's nuts last night. The guy got a couple good licks on me, but after that, it was on. But he, he didn't wear me out, so to speak. Yeah, well, no, no. Uh, yeah. You want to see my ass? 
Have you ever had a nut with more flavor? That's what I like about Iowa. We don't have to black people. It's the Chocolate Drop, Saturdays from 1 to 3 on RatchetHillLive.com. We talk about other stuff, trust me. Thank you. 
Uh, oh, you know what that means. It's the third hour on the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. Of course, I want to thank Robbie Martin for his time this evening. He did an awesome job. I really enjoyed talking with him, and I really wish we could have got to the end of that question before the computer decided to do whatever the hell it felt like doing. Uh, you know, I'm going to reload everything here. We got it all reloaded. I got to bring the Skype back up. If anybody'd like to give us a call, uh, I'll have the Skype back up and running here momentarily. Uh, for those of you who might be a new listener tonight, in the third hour, we try to wind down the evening. You know, we talk so many topics throughout the the evening that the third hour we kind of you know kick back a little bit. Dave may or may not get high. I may or may not take a shot of vodka. If I had something to get high with, I might do that too. But unfortunately, uh, I'm here tonight. <laughs> so uh, that that's what our third hour is. Yes, I do have some some funny type things that I try, and I don't do funny very well. Everybody will tell you that, right, Dave? Yeah, we eventually go back serious. Yeah, I mean, I try to be funny. I do have a few things that might be amusing tonight, but there's a lot of stuff I didn't get to. I got. 45 yeah, freaking tabs be, open. You know, where's your wife? Uh, she fell asleep with Mikey when she took him in. Gotcha. That's why he keeps wandering back out here, because she <laughs> fell asleep, and he's just wandering back out here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he's done now, too. Uh, I, I look back, the door was closed. Because without, without your wife, we're going to go off the fucking rails and go right back to you know some of the shit. Because I got, I got like 10 tabs open. Uh, I shouldn't get to any of them. 10? You should see how many I got open. The only thing we touched on was uh, Grady Judd. Oh, Robbie tried to call me back even and left a voicemail. Should we listen to his voicemail real fast? No, man, that's private. Yeah, I don't know what it says. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point, good point. I'll take that. Well, Robbie, I do appreciate it, man. It was a great time. Um, you know, you brought, even Dave said during the break, you brought a lot of stuff. You know, usually, he, I don't want to say he knows everything, but he knows what you're talking of. And you brought some things to his attention um, that he didn't know. I didn't know. I don't, we don't know everything. Yeah, we all new stuff. We don't know everything. We're still learning every day too. Everybody's learning every day. That's part of why we do this so we can continue to learn. Yeah, so that's what it's about. So Robbie, I appreciate it again. I look forward to having you on anytime you want to come on. Um, you're more than welcome to. And, uh, you know, it was a great conversation. That's all I got to say. <clears throat> hey, I just want to let you know something. What? I'm high as a chemtrail. <laughs> oh, speaking of, I wanted to do this in the first oh, hour. Oh, fuck, I did. That was me. No, 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 no. Don't forget, guy. I, yeah. That reminded me to talk about Ledge and then the DC Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. Uh, make sure you guys, you know, hit DC Kickstarter. Um, figure out what's up. Get him some money if you can. Uh, what are we at? 34 yeah. hours or something like that now? Hold the phone. Uh, Kill you. 95.85. So he's what? $415 away and is 45 hours to go. All right, so this is less than two days. Yeah, 45 hours. He needs $400. We can get him there. Help him out if you can. Um, you know, it's for a good cause. It's keep DC going. We got to keep him going. Uh, he is, you know, kind of like our grandfather here at Raz Radio. I'm just, I'm amazed at the amount, uh, you know, again, the, the cheapest one, the $25 pledge, is the least used. The people are being so generous, man. You know? The $50 one is, is got the most. Well, that's cause, you know, Scott means a lot to a lot of different people. Yeah, you it's know? 200 or more, where there's 17 people. 200 or more. That's fucking more than I could afford. Yeah, I couldn't imagine, uh, yeah, I couldn't even come close to that myself, so. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, just just uh, if you can give them a couple bucks, give them a couple bucks even. You know, if if we can get uh, what are we four hundred something dollars, we get thirty people to to do even ten dollars. Uh, well, a little more, fifteen dollars. You know, we can get there. Okay. Oops, did I say that over the air? <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's I just was actually get... typing a message. <laughs> oh no, you didn't say it over the air. Um. So what what do we got? I, I there's a lot of funny things going on in the world. Uh, I watched this video today, and it was oh Jazzy Dabs got banned from Facebook. Really? Yeah. I don't know why that would be. Fucking Facebook. Oh, how, what do you? What's your thoughts on the messenger thing, Dave? I thought I found a way around it, but I realized earlier this evening I didn't find a way around it. Well. Uh, it was got to be six months ago. I was like, because whenever um, things update on my uh, Droid tablet, I always look at it, you know, right. the permissions and shit like that, because it's set to if the permissions change to to uh, uh, alert me. And Facebook six months ago was trying to grab all that shit, and I was like, really, no fucking way. And I uninstalled it, and I just used my web browser on my Droid uh, device to get to Facebook. And it's it's the same interface as it is on my computer here. So it's it I I like it that way. You rather it that way? Yeah. It's 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 actually what I'm used to. It's just such know? a pain in the ass on a fucking phone though to have to go to your browser every time and log back in and blah yeah. blah 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 blah. I've gotten to the point at this point in time I really don't care. I put what I say on the internet. I I I, I repost it as a replay. I let people download it. What what am I really hiding? You know, what is in my phone that that they're not going to hear me talk about, or that they can't get anyway through any of the other apps that we have on our phone? You know, Twitter, Facebook, you know, all these different apps. They all have some of the same permission levels as this app does. It's not even that, Sean. It's worse than that. It's way worse than that. They have fucking chip level access. Right, it's exactly. They don't need so the So it doesn't app. matter what you do to your phone or what things they have, they have access just like they're you. Well, that's why I've invested in Mylar. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and, you know, Burke likes to bust my stones on that. That's the other it's, thing. It's good to have a fucking Obama phone because you know it's it's listen, you're being listened to, but it doesn't have a GPS device in it. Yeah, that's, uh, I guess that would be a positive with the Obama phone. Uh, that's another thing I want to bring up, guys. Make sure, uh, you know, com, shannonburke.com. Another good friend of ours, another person I look at as a mentor, as somebody who's helped me, uh, you know, through all this. So make sure you're checking his podcast out and checking him out on the bone or, uh, 810 or 931 in Orlando. Uh, you know, these guys have done for me, so I will do in turn and try to help them as much as I can. Uh, don't make this a whole infomercial. I'm trying to find, <laughs> I'm trying to find a, uh, uh, this article. Yeah, would it kill him to come on this show? He's been on everybody else's fucking show on this channel. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to talk to him about maybe doing one of the podcasts. Uh, you know how he's called all the other shows to do the podcast instead of me and him just doing it, having him on the show one night. Um, you know, to do that. Uh, we get great freaking interaction here with uh, Robbie. Uh, had a lot of new listeners, people I have never seen before. So, uh, again, I want to thank you guys for joining us and checking it out. <clears throat> And I did have a lot of fun. Again, I don't know if I said this on air, if I said this when we were off air. That was one of the best interviews we've had in a long time. Um, you know. <clears throat> yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. There's times like that that make me happy that I do this. Because sometimes, you know, I get bored with it. You get bored with it? Or you yeah, just well, get frustrated I, with it? 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm at the point in my life where I'm trying to just, I'm trying to have positive energy around me. I just want, I like being happy. And, uh, talking about this shit just enrages me, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, you're supposed to get enraged so you can make a difference in a change. Well, I'm going to talk for a second so I can finish this last swallow of vodka. <laughs> uh, who's fucking this monkey here, huh? Ah, that's better. Um, I'm trying to find, <laughs> why can't I get to Coplock? It's coplock.com or coplock.org. Org. Ah, that's why I can't get to it. So, today I'm sitting in the car dealership, right? We bought this, uh, Kia, um, six months ago, back in December, and, uh, I'm sitting there. Where is this article? Damn it. I tweeted it out, but I've got like eight million tweets since I tweeted it out. And I'm sitting there and I'm, you know, researching. I'm there for two hours. They're fixing the car. Uh, the, the, what had happened, Dave, is the, the shift switch. You know how you have to put your brake in to shift? Yeah. Well, it, that had a problem and it was getting the key stuck in the ignition. So I couldn't get the key out of the accessory position to pull the key out. No shit. Yes. So you... <laughs> they had to replace the whole entire shift handle. Uh, the problem was in there. So I'm watching this video. And I'm trying to find it here. I, I wish I could find it quicker than I am. Um, it was hilarious. It was up in Canada. And uh, it's one of these uh, magician guys, right? Uh, he does the hypnotism. <laughs> he actually goes out intentionally to get pulled over by cops to try to use hypnotism against them. Really? <laughs> Wait a minute. That's true because I saw a meme on that uh, the last couple of days. He I, really... I just put it out this morning, yeah. He oh. really, I gotta watch it now, cause I just thought it was a joke. No, hold on, I'm trying to find it, I'm gonna play it. Sitting in Kia. Uh, uh, oh, you know, I shared it on my Facebook, damn it. Go to my Facebook for me, Dave, if you would. No, no, I don't wanna, I don't wanna, I watch it after the show. No, cause I wanna play it, cause there's audio that's great. I, I, I. Oh, no, I don't wanna feel down about this. It's gonna... not down, it's fucking hilarious. It's a cop getting the Jedi mind trick on him. <laughs> I mean, how you can know, that not I, be I, funny? I, 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 now I remember, right. Cop Jedi, because I used the Jedi mind trick, been using it for twenty fucking years. I swear to God, uh, cops Jedi. <laughs> I, I got it on my Facebook. It's not that far down because I haven't posted much on Facebook today. But it was hilarious just watching this. And uh, you don't want to like it's like three minutes long or two and a half. I'm, that's why I want to find. Oh, I got it. I got it. Don't worry about it. it. I got it. <clears throat> I know I'd find it. It's on my. It's on my Facebook, guys. Sean Raspatello. If you want to follow me on Facebook at Sean Raz on Twitter or at Raz Radio. Uh, Dave is at Four Toad. Of course, the Four Silent Toad Man. Four Toad Jones, I'm sorry. And the Silent Man in the back. What, what is his now? Is it still uh, at Biggity Bang? Still Biggity Bang. Biggity Bang, Biggity Bang. If you want to, yeah, follow him and, and right, if you want, everything if he says so tweet much. Nothing. <laughs> the, the cool thing, even on this Twitter account, it's just, you don't hear from him at all. Then, like, one day, bam, he comes up with something funny. Something funny. <laughs> all right, so here we go. I gotta get that channel clean. Oh, that's loud as shit. Jesus. Let me turn this down so it turned up for our uh, lobby. <laughs> Did I mute myself? No, you're not muted. All right, so what this is, it's basically saying all indications of blah, blah, blah. Let me skip forward here. Uh, police officers who are doing speed control, and we're going to try to go get the attention of these cops. Meanwhile, I'm going to drive around and try to, you know, speed a little bit, Burn a couple of stop signs. Like I said, nothing too dangerous. And, I mean, it needs to be dangerous enough for the cop to want to stop me, but not dangerous so that I'm not endangering anyone else. And hopefully we'll get the attention of a cop. And uh, so, yeah, I'm just going to start driving around. 
and I'm expecting a call from the boys if they see something. Otherwise, well, stick around, guys. Hopefully, we'll see something fun soon. I just couldn't believe this when I was watching Let's it. He's up this corner. Yeah, from what this is ten minutes later now. It says over here. Okay. So I'm going towards the speed limit. Okay, okay. I'll burn that stop sign. It doesn't have to be dangerous, and because I think he's right. I'm not sure. So he blows through a stop sign, driving his car. Yeah, he's there. You was? Sean? I don't know if he's. I don't know if he caught me though. Oh, he's coming. He's yeah, coming. He's good. He's good. Got it? Oh shit! Okay. Hide the camera. Hide the camera. Hide the camera. Remember, this is in Canada, so they don't really have the ability to record like we do, or at least they think not. Right, he's getting pulled over now. He just uh, sped through a stop sign to get pulled over on purpose. So now they're sitting there waiting for the cops to come up, and this guy's a hypnotist guy. It's hilarious. Wait till you hear this. This is great. I'm sorry, do you speak English? Do you speak English? Yes, I speak English. Uh, okay, good. Then you can help me. I really need to know where the closest gas station is, please. The closest gas station? Yeah. Is that why you burn the stop sign just ahead at about twice the speed limit, sir? Oh, that, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fine. But you know what? If we just forget that for just a second, we'll get right back to it. But if we could just <laughs> forget it, we'll get right back to it. If you could just tell me where the closest gas station is, please. The closest gas station, you just follow up there. At the end of the street, you turn right. Mm -hmm. It's the main street. On your right, there's a Petro-Canada, something like that at the right. You know, it's funny because I knew that, but it's as if I just forgot. It's like, you know, sometimes you get up and you go somewhere to do something, and it's as if you just forget the reason you're there. You don't know if you remember to forget or forget to remember. It's just as if it just slips from your mind, you know? But it's good that I found you because now I know where it is and I can go. I can just yeah. go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Have a good day. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of confused. He's just standing there looking. I'm just going to turn here. So what he was doing is, you kept hearing a... He, he was snapping. Like, if he just drives away, go, you go. So at the end though, here he... So I know that a lot of people watching this are thinking it's complete bull, and a lot of people watching this are going, wow, this is really impossible. Actually, it's neither. I just use a series of NLP techniques that hypnotists have been using for years. But I don't claim that this is something that I can do every time with success. In fact, here's the proof. As you can see over here, I've got a ticket, $151 right there. I wish we could show you more of the official... Um, emblems on this ticket that makes it authentic but we've been uh, highly advised not to do so for legal purposes but I do have quite the collection of these uh, so that's just proof that this doesn't work every time I'm just happy it worked you know that one time so you guys can see it on video and I hope you enjoyed it thanks so I just I, I was just bust I'm sitting in the Kia dealership busting up laughing watching this <laughs> video people probably think I'm crazy in the Kia dealership now uh, but yeah I mean these hypnotists, you know, they get might get lucky every once in a while, but it was really you got to watch the video, and it's uh, the the uh, the freethoughtproject.com, and it's under Guy Jedi Mind Trick Cop and worked, and it's just it's hilarious to watch it, and it, you know we all know Canadians are you know I know we got some Canadian listeners, but you know they're a little slow, so maybe what? that's why I got through. <laughs> Send your hate mail to Sean Raz at TF52.com. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, but the views expressed in the show are not a, uh, I, yeah, try that I, again. I don't buy into his shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't buy his shit. Yeah. I, his views are not my views. I love the Canadians. Oh, I like Canadians. They're just, you know. You just fucking said they were slow. Well, they're not the sharpest tool in the shed, that's all. Yeah, and like Americans are. Well, uh, God, yeah, that's true. I'll give you that Seriously, one. Seriously, in comparison, now, now that you know what's going on, who do you think is dumber? The Americans or Canadians? Yeah, I, okay, you got me on that one. I'll give you that one. <laughs> Excuse me, that was so just... We wish to be as dumb as they are. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? All right, Dave, what do you got for me? Anything funny? Anything enjoyable? Uh, uh, did I say I was as high as a chemtrail yet? Uh, yes, you did say that. That That's what sparked me into talking about DC and, and the Kickstarter and making sure everybody goes and helps them get the last $425 or whatever it is now. In 45 hours. What do I got here? I don't know. We got anything funny? I mean, you know, we're, we're, no, it's I got the third hour. We're supposed to be funny. Yeah, well, I, I, we didn't go through. I, I'm telling you, I got like 12 tabs here. Dude, I've got twice as many, I'm sure. Trust me. Maybe that's, what, maybe that's the reason why your fucking computer's crashing. All right. Yeah, we had... Uh, guys, I want to appreciate all the love you're giving out there. Please keep tweeting to uh, Fluorescent. Yeah, that's the other thing. I didn't even get Robbie. I wanted to drop from Robbie. I wanted him to promote his stuff. Um, MediaRoots.org is his website. Uh, Fluorescent Gray is his Twitter, at Fluorescent Gray, F-L-U-O-R-E-S-C-E-N-T, Gray. Is that his band as well? Uh, I didn't know he had a band. I think I think uh, I, think I read to that where he had a band, and that was the name of it. Or it may be another band. I like I the story of the video. I'm they very did. high right now. I like the story of the, of the video they did because that's another example of how, you know, I know in the beginning I was talking about that National Review article uh, and how I was very angry, and you you talked me off the fence of calling for, you know, them being shut down. And now after hearing his story with that video of the beheading, uh, it, maybe, they're, maybe they're doing good by making people think a little harder, and we'll get some better, you know, it's making me think harder. I'm going to... Double right. check what I post or what I read, you know. I why mean, why is it? Why is it that that I, that you think that I constantly check my sources now? Well, you know, sometimes it's because I I've burned myself so many fucking times by jumping on things. So now and I got burned so many times. It's like you know what? I gotta research. I gotta double check this, you know. And that's and oddly enough, that's really what journalism should be doing is fact checking. Well, but see, the problem is we've been so programmed by our our mainstream media, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that, that, that we just see things and believe it. And, you know, I, I have people that I don't always read what they post. I read their comment on their post and then I'll repost it because they're people I have high faith in. Uh, Scott Rickard, Jack Blood, uh, are two examples of people that I do that with. If they post something, I take the assumption and I think those are people I can take the assumption with, um, that they've researched it, that it's true, and they wouldn't put it up if it wasn't. You know, I, there are people out there that if you know them well enough and you have enough faith in them, I'll just repost their stuff and not necessarily read it until a few hours later because I'm working when I see it. I mean, I'm always got my fire. I'm constantly pulling my phone out and checking shit throughout the day. Right. You know, so if I see something by those guys, or you even, 
uh, you know, I'll just repost it and go read it later or right, repost right. it on the Raz later on in the day. Uh, uh, and, and I think that's okay to do that with them. At least I'd like to believe it's okay to do that with them. Yeah, I would tend to think so. They, they got their shit together. Yeah. So, you know, Jack, I love Jack Blood to death. I mean, he, he, if you guys want to hear him, three to five, uh, his home station's the micro effect, but we restream him over on Raz. Uh, we do it. He's on five days a week, but Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we only do the first hour of his show because, of course, Salty Talk is up. And, uh, you know, gotta give my father-in-law the spot. Uh, we have a caller on the line. Mr. Buzzard, what can I do for you? Yeah, the third hour, but I want to touch back on something. What you, I heard you say a little bit of war. Maybe I misunderstood you. You said you go to the Alcazar and Russia today to get some truth about America. Really? Yes, Buzzy. Actually, I do. And here, let me explain my reasoning real fast. Um, we know that there was a, an operation or a program called Operation Mockingbird back in the 60s and 70s. They say they shut it down, uh, but I don't believe that. And if 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 they're putting out the talking points of the U.S. government that the U.S. government wants known, what is Al Jazeera and what is Russia today going to do? They're going to put out the counterpoint, which is probably more truthful than the point that the American government is trying to push. I don't care what news agency it is on, you know, your regular ABC, CBS, NBC, whatever, Fox News, or even your alternative news deals you all go to. You trust none of them because they all spin it the way they believe. Well, but see what you're missing. What you're missing. What you're missing. <laughs> what you're missing here. Hold on. What you're missing here is that Russia today, or Al Jazeera, or whatever foreign news agency, is going to be trying to inform the American people of the other side of what you're not hearing on the American news stations. Just as the American news stations are doing the same to them. So I understand. So you have to look at both, though. They're not, yeah, you have to look at both and then believe none. <laughs> Just listen to it like uh, you, last, you guessed you had on. On uh, the 9-11 guys, how they all broke up on their so-called uh, sites or whatever because they wasn't reporting uh, uh, different aspects what the other ones believed in. Uh, yeah, ab- absolutely, and I agree with, with that also, Buzzy, but you have to just... I absolutely cl- trust no one but my mom. Well, you know what, moms will lie to you too sometimes, my friend. Don't ever forget that. Exactly. Trust nobody but your own brain and what you think makes the most sense to you. And you have to look at all the, you have to look at all the outlets and you have to determine what you believe is the truth. Now, does that mean what you believe is the truth is right? No. It doesn't mean that, but that's what you're going to follow no matter what. Me, you, or whoever. And and that's where we have to be individuals and we have to learn how to... Like, like I was talking about researching articles. You know, I've learned by getting burned, just as Dave has learned by getting burned, that you have to go and double-check this stuff. And sometimes... Right. And to... <clears throat> Sometimes maybe Fox News may raise the idea of something, 
and then you go see the Al Jazeera version, and you see what they're saying on the uh, the alternative sites as well, and you make your decision up from there because you do more research on all of them. You'd be suspect of all of them, but you include RT and Al Jazeera. No. Well, you have to see. That's the thing, Buzzy. No, no. I love no, you to death, not, but you can be too close-minded sometimes. I am close-minded. I hate a Russian. I really do, and I trust no radical Muslim uh, at all. No. Well, who told you they were radical Muslims? Fox News? They are. Okay, well, you're going to believe that. See, you hate Muslims to begin with, so it doesn't matter. You're not going to no, be no, able to open up. Some nice Muslims to report, but I trust no Muslim. I'll tell you that for a simple fact. We are considered to all Muslims, even the non-radical ones, infidels. We are beneath them. Now, fuck that. Oh, and you don't think the Pope thinks you're an infidel? You don't think the, the butt fuckers in the Catholic the Church? Catholic, you think I believe in the Catholic religion? That they think you have to go to uh, a priest to uh, get, butt fucks? get your sins forgiven? No, you go to my belief, you, you pray to God yourself. You don't need a middleman. All right, I, I can accept that, and that's a good way to look at it. I appreciate that thought. But, you know, my biggest thing is, Here's a good example, Buzzy, okay? Everybody talks about how evil the Muslim religion is and how all it wants to do is kill everybody, and if you're not a Muslim, you need to die. Well, you know what? I'd rather die than have a priest dick up my asshole. All priests don't have a dick up their asshole. There's a lot of them, I admit. All right. But like I said, I do not believe in a Catholic religion. I believe they're a cult. They have been for centuries. All religions are a cult. No, what? All religions are a cult. If you want to have faith and believe in something, then you can have faith and believe in something. And I don't, it's when you get, like, here's a good example, all right? I had this guy that back when we were talking about the boy in uh, Cape Coral, that we got to look into that, Dave, and see where that's at. Um, the, the, the kid, uh, Travis Robbie, who got beat in Cape Coral by a bunch of cops. Right. I met this guy through their Facebook page who was completely anti-cop, was, was, I loved everything he said. And then I friended him and every time I posted something about the Israel-Gaza conflict, I got Bible verses and God this and God that and this and that. And I find, I actually, I've got two people I've blocked on my Facebook and he's one of them because he wouldn't really? stop. And I asked him multiple times, I said, listen, I like your views on a lot of things. I don't want to argue with this this with you. I don't want you po posting your Bible propaganda on my Facebook page. Please stop doing that. And he refused to stop. So guess what? He's blocked. Mm. And I don't block people very easily. Trust me. Oh, I do. No, I've got two blocks. I think i got two on Facebook and two on Twitter. I, I don't I think i got one on Facebook. I did today because it's family, but... Uh, on Twitter, you know, I got hundreds of them. <laughs> but, no, bringing up that Gaza deal real quick, then I'll hang up. Okay. On Facebook, on Facebook, uh, he's living a friend of mine, he was a friend of somebody else on Facebook, I'm sure you know him, I ain't gonna bring his name up. Uh, I know he, who you're talking about. He, he unfriended you. But he brought up the Gaza deal, the, the, oh, the Quran. Right. One of the, this guy was a, Jewish guy that did this, posted this now. One of the Muslim uh, leaders or whatever posted the whatever out of the Quran that their their so-called God Allah that says in the Quran 
said Israel belongs to the Israelites way back whenever in their Quran. I could tell you where it's at in the Quran. I wish I would have saved it, but I didn't. But, but now, you know, it, here's a counter-argument to that, Buzzy. If you read the Torah, and you know I'm not religious, but because of this whole thing, I've been forced to look into this stuff. In the Torah, it says that the uh, Jewish people shall go out and accept their exile and go live peacefully with the people of other nations until their God returns and unites them back to their land. So has their God returned and that's their land and he's united them there? No. So you see where I'm saying? I see what you're saying, but I can often see the other point. Why would the Muslim way back so centuries ago, or I mean Allah, whoever he is, well, you know, I know you don't probably listen. I, to, I know you don't listen to to to, to Bubba as much. Hold on, I know you don't listen to Bubba as much as you used to. But Manson or one of them, uh, Manson or or Ned, whoever, uh, just did a great thing. And you know what? This God in the sky says the one thing. This God in the sky. This fake God in the sky says one thing. This fake God in the sky says another thing. And uh, you know what? It's going to continue on, and we can't do anything about it. Exactly. That's the <laughs> deal. We can't do nothing about it. We can't do nothing about what's going on with Russia and everything. What are you going to do about it? Well, you were in the United States. What are we going to do about it? I'm going to go buy my island finally and go live peacefully. No. Dave Buster There's muted nothing. his microphone because I see him ranting crazy over there. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen unless the people of the world, the citizens that want to live in peace, I agree with that, Buzzy, and I will let you go on that one. Hey, get on, my friend. <laughs> Bye, Buzzy. <laughs> He's gone, Dave. Uh, I love you, Buzzy. I really do. <laughs> He's gone? Yeah. Uh, All right. Cause I've been trying not to talk about that. I've been you know trying what? very hard not to talk about that. You know what? You know what? Listening to Bob reminds me of what? Snorting coke, I, you know, because <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I'm not that big into religion at all, right? Right. But it reminds me of this. When he's talking, that's what you hear. When he's talking, that's what I hear. Now there's been times, you know, the palate. It said way back in their book, right? I don't know which book it was, and I don't know which page it was on. I, I don't. I just heard. I just heard on Fox News. See me later. <laughs> no, I love Buzzard. You know, he's been a great, great supporter of Raz of Salty Talk. You know, and we all have our beliefs. And you know, like I say all the time, if you guys out there listening to me right now really knew the kind of heat that I get the kind of abuse I take. And I think I take abuse pretty good, Dave. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I take it. I take it in. And there's times... You got thick skin. You got... And that's that's actually one of the things I've de uh, developed, you know, in the almost two years we've been doing this, is I got a, I got a really fucking thick skin now. Yeah, you have to. I mean, you, you have to. We have fun. You know, I, Buzzy could pull his truck up in front of my apartment right now, and I'd right. go out, I'd give him a big hug. Radio. Yeah, and then we'd come and I'd give him a big hug and we'd sit down and drink a beer together and have a great night. You know, it, it's all part of what we do. And I love all you guys out there listening. You know, I appreciate. I can't wait. I want to have a fucking beer with, uh, 
Skin biscuits. I, I hope he comes to Razfest this year. Hopefully, if you not, know. I, if not, I'm going to fucking search him out. Well, no, he's, he's in Central Florida. I know. He's, he's not that far from you. Yeah, now that I got the little truck and I, you know, I'm kind of getting out of debt, uh, I'm going to search him out. Oh yeah, what's that website? Oh, excuse me. That you're, I've been up since 6.30 this morning. I've had a very busy day, so I apologize for yawning on air. Uh, but what was that website you were telling me about today? Why don't you tell the listeners about that? Maybe they can find one in their state if they're not in Florida. Well, it's only a Floridian thing. It's, uh, what was it? Well, I'm uh, sure other states have it, Dave, but it's not just a Floridian thing. Well, I'm gonna, I, the only website I know is the Floridian one, which is, uh, was it Florida Treasure Hunt? Yeah. yeah it's floridatreasurehunt.org or fltreasurehunt.org and search unclaimed property. I, I searched it and I, I found something significant. So people in other states would just just go uh, search well, unclaimed I, property or unclaimed funds on a Google for your state name, and maybe you might find some money owed to you. Yeah. Mine was from an uh, insurance company from my house. And it's not that significant. Well, it's... You know, it's I could gonna, use what you just got, so, I mean, It's not going to change my life at all. No, but know? it's going to help it for a month or so. No, it'll, it'll, it'll help me put some money away. It'll help me get out of debt. And I'm sure everybody missed Lexi tonight. I'm sorry, the Miss Lexi fell asleep with the with the boy. I don't know if I said that on air or not either. Oh yeah, I did. I think. Oh no, I didn't. Did I? Oh yeah, I did. I don't know anymore. <laughs> Who knows anymore? It's all confusing. It's all a blur. <laughs> oh boy. Guess what I'm going to be doing tomorrow. What are you going to be doing tomorrow? Mushrooms. Uh, I have one more, one nice sized dose left. Bastard. Lucky you. Yeah, kind of cleared my calendar. I'm not doing shit. Um, I'm gonna go sit on the beach tomorrow and stare at the water and drink dude, a bunch of beer. I did mushrooms three times last week: Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Right, but small amounts each time. Like didn't I, I didn't see you during. Visuals. No, I didn't see you during it after I saw you. Yeah, the, lo- yeah, right, the low exactly. dose of it does give you. A, you don't get the hallucinogenics, but you have that 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 mind change. Yeah, yeah. you got that I little mind that. change. Right, so I, I kind of was like looking for the the visuals and didn't come, and I, but I still enjoyed the high. You got to eat more, that's why. See, I've never, yeah. I've never gotten the visuals off of mushrooms. A few times I've done them. Yeah, well, I'm experimenting with the dosage right now. It's it's a lot more when I when I had them, you know, last year. It's a lot more than what I would have had to do. Like my shit that I grew here was like pharmace- pharmaceutical grade shit. It turns out I had some really good shit. and I didn't even know it. Right, and that was my first trip. You know, the first three trips. Well, I did a lot of acid back in, um, when the yeah, hell I want to try it? that next. That was 90, God, when did I do acid? 90, really 6, 7-ish. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I know Frank just did it and, uh, maybe next week we'll get him on to, to discuss his experience, him and Chris Geo. Castle? Yeah. I he, thought he did DMT. Uh, no, I'll, 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 whatever the hell it's called. Ayahuasca? Ayahuasca, yeah. So fucking jealous. He was hanging out with Chris Gio for the week, weekend, or whatever it was. Uh, I know they did an interview. Mm-hmm. Well, if you yeah, tuned into that for, uh, I was gonna say, if you want to find that, it's on, uh, Truth Frequency Radio, another great station out there. If you're looking for truth information, um, but that, uh, they apparently, uh, did a bunch of that, or allegedly totally did a bunch of that. <laughs> say again? Nothing. Oh. 
Um, they apparently, they allegedly did a bunch of that, and, uh, Frank feels like a whole new man. He feels like he, he's, uh, reached a spiritual plateau. And I, like I said, maybe next weekend we'll have him call in on the third hour and, uh, we'll go over that whole thing. Cause he's been traveling. Yeah. Give him, give him the night off. But yeah, I would like to hear that story. He's been traveling with Burns. He just got home today. And the funniest thing, he posted a picture, just got back to New York. And of course, my man Frank mm-hmm. is representing Raz Radio wearing the Raz Radio t-shirt, which I had on, which Ferris had on. I mean, it's like a day of Raz sometimes, you know, there's shirts everywhere. And we have to get another uh, uh, um, T-shirt campaign going here soon. Uh, gets a, a new design. Uh, you know, get out there for everybody. And and uh, Razfest. Gosh, yeah, I'm getting tired. Oh, excuse me. Razfest is coming up soon. And uh, i got to get that situated. I think tomorrow I'm going to try to get that also situated. Although I'm taking off work Tuesday because i got to help my dad with my grandma. So maybe I'll uh, I'll shoot over there Tuesday if I don't get them tomorrow. But we'll have that information very soon. It's the uh, 17th, 18th, 19th, or 16th, 17th, 18th. The hell are you playing over there? I'm playing a request. <laughs> I can't this goes hear. out to Buzzer Bob. From Silent Bob. <laughs> <laughs> You're way too entertained over there. <laughs> you think you changed the station yet? I <laughs> know. If you played some devil music, you changed the station. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're wrapping it up here soon, very soon. What else we got to talk about? Um, What's important that we need to get out before we wrap up the night? I'm getting tired, and it's uh, 56. All right. Well, we could talk about how the cops killed the man in Walmart who was holding a toy gun. Yeah, assault. Well, it wasn't a toy gun. It was a a pellet or airsoft rifle, if I'm not mistaken. That looked like it, but I agree. That was quick reaction, wrong thing. They didn't even say drop it. They just shot him. As they said drop it. They shot him as they said drop it. So, you stop know. or I'll shoot, bam, 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 no, bam. Stop or bam or I'll shoot. Right. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't, I have so and, and, many, and, so many on. police ones out there that it's just unbelievable. What? Uh, the, uh, there's a different part of that story, right? The, because of the cops. Imagine part- that, a different part of the story when the cops are involved. I couldn't imagine that happening. Go ahead. No, no, no. It, it, it gets worse. So because the cops started shooting, some lady in, in, in the Walmart died of a heart attack. Died of a heart attack. Yep. Major. She was 37 years old. She was so fucking scared that, uh, she had a heart attack. Uh, do, do the articles, the, the stories I've been reading, uh, with law enforcement this past week, week and a half. Uh, oh my God. They just, it's getting worse and worse and worse. And that's why that, that one article, uh, with the, it was well written for being a satire. It was definitely well written. Um, the, the, the baby death one. As I'm reading through it, I'm just like, this can't be real. There's no way that this can be real. Cause if this is real, then it's time. I mean, it's, if that was really a true story. And that's why I say that's dangerous what they're doing. Because. Make me read something that's going to really fucking piss me off. What? Oh, you haven't read that article yet? JG just sent me. Did he send it to you too? I don't know. I got. I don't have my Twitter up. I'll only pull it up here. No, I got it through direct message. 
Oh, well, then no, he didn't send it to me too then. <laughs> yeah, this is going to fucking piss me off. <laughs> what is it? Tell me, tell me. I'm just going to read you the headline and that's it. The NYPD cop. Oh, what the fuck? Stupid thing pop ups. NYPD cops choke. Wait a minute. Let me say that again. Remember. Hi, it's a chemtrail. NYPD cops launch chokehold protest on Facebook. So they're they're talking shit about oh the chokehold. I don't I don't, don't want to read this because it's going to fucking annoy well. Me. That goes to the fact I mean, that I won't the, read it now. that goes to the fact that the me has come out and said that it was a homicide. And you it, go uh, go yeah, to that article. And they said they could tell oh, he, it's a political decision. Yeah, yeah. Go to that article and, and real, read it. I got to an answer here. Uh, Jake, Jake, uh, Needleman. He asked me, how do you feel about your response to the dead child picture this week? Um, I That's got it. so emotional. Well, I've been see. I don't Where, where's share. Where's the picture from? Where's I, the picture from? It's from Gaza. I don't yeah, share. Don't <laughs> I don't share that stuff and I, this last one had finally got to me and I actually posted it and I've taken it down. It's not there anymore. Um, I did get a pretty big berating from a lot of people that I, that I, I like. They're not in this movement. They're not in this, you know, just people I like, um, you know, that I've not worked with. Not my circus, not my monk. I understand man. that. I understand <laughs> that. Uh, but I'm answering a question that was asked of me. Um, I, I, you know, I feel bad that people were hurt by it. Or found it, uh, found it offensive. But if, if you're, if you can't look at what your dollars are doing, then maybe you shouldn't allow your dollars to do it. And that's how, that's what I'm going to say about that. Um, I put it up. I, I regret putting it up just because, you know, I put it on my Facebook and my Twitter, uh, because everything I put on my Facebook goes to my Twitter, or everything I put on my Twitter goes to my Facebook. I've got family on there. My kids are on there. It wasn't, I, it wasn't well thought out on my part. Uh, but I just, I've seen so many of those. I've seen videos. I, I just watched a video the other day of a kid with no, no, nothing left below Isn't his it nose. Fucked up? Isn't it fucked up that now you're starting to see some of the atrocities of war? But, you know, forget the fact that we've been in war for what, 12, 13 years? And uh, of course there are atrocities, but you don't see that shit because you know why it doesn't fit the narrative. Now all of a sudden, now they're going to show you the atrocities of war that they're doing and our war is just. That's bullshit. This country fucking censors their media just as much as fucking well, North it's Korea. It's like they wouldn't show the the coffins coming back from Iraq back in 04, 05, 06. Right. We should see that. That that's what that's what drove the resistance of the Vietnam War is seeing the dead bodies, the, not the dead bodies, but seeing the coffins coming back and coming back and coming back. You don't you have to unfortunately you have to see that. If you don't see that, then you don't know what's going on. And if you don't want to see it, then stop it because we don't want to see it either. And you don't, if you saw half, not you, Dave, but if you guys out there listening saw an eighth of what I've had, what I've exposed myself to, what I've looked at, what I have not shared, you would be completely, completely ready to end all of it. And I, I, it's a sin that it's just this one situation that you're seeing a lot of. But I've seen them from other situations. And I'm a father. And it's a sin that it happens. And we, we need to stop it. However we have to stop it, it needs to stop. You know, I think I have a way. Because this is the way that I started. 
is a lot of the a lot of the people don't have they they still have some trust in their government, you know, varying degrees of Unfortunately, it. Unfortunately, yeah. Learn the banking system. Learn fractional reserve banking and how immoral it is. Learn currency creation. Learn the difference between currency and money. Um, and then, then you start to realize, and then you look into central banks and how corrupt and immoral and how long they've lasted and what they've done to the economy. And then realize that the Federal Reserve is the fucking biggest one of them all, you know? It's all about yeah. putting money in the military industrial complex and the well, bankings. Once you realize Bankings. how what the Federal Reserve System is, then you realize that Congress put them there. You know, it was done on purpose. Yeah. Once you realize how fucking evil these people are, then you can start to believe some of the other shit. And it's like a cat. It's a, it's fucking a house of cards. It all comes down. You know, and then you're like, oh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, now I understand the police state and now I understand, you know, unjust laws and, you know, all this other shit and how they took the power away from us by not saying you can't, you know, by, Removing jury nullification and... And I do want to say to our buddy in the 914 area code, whoever that might be, our CIA friend apparently, don't waste your time recording it. I post it up the next day. So just download it, dumbass. <laughs> All right, on that note, guys, uh, it's been a really fucking... One of the best shows we've had in a while, at least in my opinion. Uh, I appreciate everybody listening. I hope we got some new listeners that enjoyed the show. Uh, looking through the list here, there's definitely some new piece of people... Uh, tuning in tonight, and I appreciate it. Guys, it's First 52 on Raz Radio. Make sure you tune in tomorrow at 7 o'clock for um, the Week in Review with Kevin Harris, and uh, we're going to try to fill Sunday up soon. So we'll be back with you guys soon. Have a great Sunday afternoon. The consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense of weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns Don't be afraid of mistakes Emotions misplaced To love or to hate I don't know what to do We're all lost and confused Just trying to get through in this world Always trying to prove that we're worth What it takes But it takes a long time the dirt to see grace When I'm trying to be real They tend to be fake When I'm risking it all With no time to waste Fuck this bad race I'm leaving this place It's time to blast off Destination space Sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful, the silent With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow Of the unknown Please don't go
so much thanks first 52 is the bomb diggity Escalate for 
from the east to the west, we down to take flight. Hit the boardwalk, filled up a Queen's Key. Heading to the island, coming back around the three. Cherry Beach, sunbathing, volleyball. Every Saturday, this always seems to be the call. Just a few perks when you're in my zone. This is where I'm at and this is where I'm calling home.